0: Man, it's like there's even blue tabs on the undersides of purple wing guy's wings. You'd think the natural notion would be, why don't we merge those tabs into slots underneath turquoise and white guy's wings? What the f*** is going on down there? Of all the things, it is how bad it feels that gets me the most.
1: To be fair, you're getting very riled up about a toy that you continuously call Wave 2 Guy. That's because they did a clever thing with their names, except it's too clever, and I
0: actually never remember which one is which. Because also I keep forgetting that one of them isn't called Dreadwing. One of them's called Dreadwind, and the other one's called Darkwing. Is the darker purple one with purple wings Darkwing? Darkwing. The darker one is Darkwing. He is! Yeah. Okay, that's how I can remember it. Now I'm learning this so late in life. Welcome to WTF at TFW, everybody. Hi,
2: Aaron. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about
0: yourself? Uh It's, uh, it's, it's stranglingly humid here.
2: Yes, same uh, here.
0: Por-
1: pouring rain, and uh-huh. it's totally tw- tw- uh, Tell me yeah. about it. Please tell me about your humidity.
0: I, I, I don't usually live in a humid climate. Hello, TJ. Welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, I was going to do more today, and then I just went home because <laughs> I decided I don't want to be out in this, and I kept narrowly missing rainstorms, uh, that were, f- like, flipping in and out, uh, around here. Uh, also, all, all the transit was nuts because there was some real unfortunate stuff that happened on uh, two separate platforms this morning. What a day. It is... Uh as uh, we're recording on June the 18th, 2018, that's 61818, that means something to someone, I'm sure. And today I got my tetanus shot. So if everyone could remind me on June 18th, 2028 to get another tetanus shot, uh that would be very helpful. Yeah, uh, I put the I'll, call out on Twitter as I'll well. I'll be sure to do that. I found out apparently, uh TweetDeck can only schedule tweets 5 years in advance and that
2: that got me really annoyed for some reason. So set a 5 year out a reminder to be a reminder for the next time frame and just when you see that then you can set another one five years out except for by then you'll be wondering what what the heck this is about it's a technician did something happen to me five years ago should i have like gotten lockjaw five years ago (laughs) what (laughs) i don't even understand now the way
0: my thinking is is that if TweetDeck can schedule something for X years ahead, why is there a cap on how many years ahead it can schedule something for, and why is that cap five and not nine if it's a, a, a digits thing? I just it got me really, for a whole solid ten seconds, really irritated. Then I forgot about it.
1: Maybe uh, they actually have insider info of when Twitter is going to die.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, you. Or think maybe it's, it's insider
1: be- info of
2: when Chris <laughs> is going to die. Whoa. Ooh.
0: Everything's getting dark and everything's getting scary. It's WTF and TFW, but the world's okay, I think. Well, now let's leave that alone. We're here to talk about Transformers, and before we do, we're going to talk about some Transformers. Uh, cause a, I forgot to turn on the topic list when we started recording, but b, uh, I wanted to quickly talk to you guys about some stuff that happened over the last couple weeks, like the part where the day after we recorded, uh, the Bumblebee trailer dropped, and it actually was a real trailer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that I uh, talked about about it a little bit uh on the last episode but um man uh that that certainly was not what we all assumed it would be. Uh whatsoever. Um I mean it was kind of what people expected as far as like being a different tone but I I know I'm not alone in thinking that was going to be like a you know a real quick like burst fire see all at San Diego Comic-Con for the real trailer kind of thing. Um so i guess like uh aaron how did that trailer strike you
2: um it struck me pretty well uh we watched it a couple times and and enjoyed it um i i think that maybe the the main human character might like bumblebee a little bit too much i like bumblebee more
0: than she does so i don't care
2: i uh, we some of those shots cut off kind of high
0: get me get me that little yellow robot boy
2: what hmm? hi hi hey how you doing Pretty good pretty good um but no i we we enjoyed it a lot it looks like it's taking a much better tone um just with the way that bumblebee was being presented and then also seeing like starscream that could be the same starscream as the transforming pile of knives that we got in in the first movie but done in a way that understands what maybe the more classic transformers fans are looking for
0: did you catch the um, information that leaked out of the test screenings? No. So apparently, according to people who saw the test screenings, in the test screenings, that was ramjet, and that was apparently Starscream again.
2: Okay. And yeah, I don't. I, I'm then, then, fine with then that. How a ramjet I, would transform? They, <laughs> yeah. they've all usually shared the same mold. Yeah, um,
0: like, I, if he doesn't have a cone for a head, but he still looks like a seeker, it's fine. Because on the G1 Ramjet, you just you tilt the cone back, and now he yeah. looks like Starscream. Right.
2: Fixed it. <laughs> Give him slightly different wings, because why not?
0: And also, like, is this really where we're going to draw the line after all the things this trailer <laughs> did to set a new tone? It's like, oh. The...
2: And what the other five movies have done to us. They
0: this doesn't look like the G1. <laughs> they got it wrong. It's like it's a name slap almost. Uh but yeah, that transformation scene, I think it's still the highlight of the trailer for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a well-constructed
2: and transformation. Like, even if that's the pop, that's okay. Yeah. I doubt with the the feeling that I got from the rest of it, I doubt that was the moment out of the movie. That might be one of the top five moments out of the movie, but not like hmm. the moment of the movie. Well, the, the way I put it, which I'm going to state one
0: more time, because I think it's really indicated by that scene is that this clearly is a transformers movie that seems to be made by someone who doesn't uh at least doesn't seem to dislike the idea of the robots being the main characters mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a nice change of pace for a transformers film i guess uh tj um this is a tonal shift uh the the original run of live action movies did not really do it for you uh in, in a number of ways
1: how'd you feel about this bumblebee trailer i'm surprised at how well i like the trailer I guess I shouldn't be because it's you. It, you know, it's the movie with Bay's hands off of it for the most part.
0: I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't blame anyone who's surprised. Even though, like, almost everyone who said that went through the same thing of like, why am I surprised? This is a different director, but it's like, yeah, we we've like, spent ten years slowly being conditioned to have a certain response to a new one of these. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 like breaking a habit, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I enjoyed what I saw. I'm surprised that. I feel like that one trailer gave me more feel for the character of Bumblebee than the last four movies combined.
0: Definitely yeah. the last two. Bumblebee was a nothing for the last two movies, uh, which is weird because he was in them a lot. But he uh, he also didn't really matter. Um, I mean, he mattered to the plot, I guess, but he, he was a nothing character. He was just a dude. He got <laughs> mad at Stinger. That's about yeah. all I can remember. He became this sort of generic, like, murderous Autobot, which I, you know, in the context of those movies, fine. I didn't mind it. But, yeah, <laughs> this Bumblebee seems to have feelings and, uh, and, and emotions and uh, maybe does not see murder as, as the first solution to a lot of problems.
2: Seeing uh, him
1: in the last movie.
2: Maybe this is like, where he learns murder as the solution to most of life's problems.
1: Well, no, because we have the World War II flashback where he was murdering Nazis.
0: Yeah. Also, I'll
1: say
2: he once again, murdered, and then he remembers in the other movie.
0: Let's leave it alone. The part where this does not continuatively line up with the last night, because I don't think it's fair to any movie to try to line up continuatively with the last night. Yeah, I think it does a movie better if there are continuity problems with Transformers Five. Can, can we just yeah.
2: write off like movie five and four and I, three I and
1: really? I really Movie want two.
2: this, like,
1: like if Bumblebee does well, I really want it to do well because of the tonal shift and the shift in uh, focus. I really want the storyline in the next one to just be, like, Vector Prime popping in to save the AllSpark before it gets wiped out in 2007. I mean, I... Just, just, just like, uh, Star, like, new universe Star Trek it. Yeah, yeah. I-, I would like... I
0: think it would be cool if there was actually, like, a plot point that causes a reboot, but I also think... Having said that, we'd all be for the better if if this Bumblebee movie does 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 well enough that they want to shift the tone and you know get new uh, a new thing going. They just kind of ignore all of the parts where they might have to explain anything and just start over, and just just kind of hold their hands up and then go through you know a couple years and then they'll just go like, yeah, this is the second set of movies. What do you mean you think this is related to the first ones at all? Because I think this Bumblebee prequel, uh, quote unquote, clearly. At, I think that if if last night had done Gangbusters, we would be looking at probably at least like a slightly different tone if not maybe even some slightly different cg models um i think that this movie is designed to both be a prequel and be a reboot depending on how well it does because <laughs> if it doesn't yeah. do well we can just say like yeah. and that's the that's the bookend." <laughs> but uh yeah i got i got some hopes it's the, it's the most optimistic i felt about the movies since yeah. age of extinction
2: i said i uh, like i think i said on twitter i hope this is the start of new franchise not the end yep. of old I,
0: I hope it's the start of something new, and I I would encourage a whole lot of people to not hold up this movie for not matching up with the last bunch. I know that it's a very you know current culture thing to dissect movies as though they are uh, a quiz, but I, I think it, every time this movie doesn't line up with the first five, it's a boon to this film, uh, and I feel like it would be a waste of time uh, to to hold it to the fire for that, especially if you didn't like a lot of the first five films, then why criticize this one for not matching up to them? Uh, I, cause I, I yeah, totally. It's just, it's, it's so nice that I feel like the director likes robots. It's just yeah. so, so fresh. Um, and yeah, that, uh, that trailer, uh, dropped and has been screen capped. It's been combed through and I have not felt so attached to a Transformers movie trailer for a good six years. Uh it was nostalgic to comb through a trailer and rewatch parts of it. It was it was it was a cool
1: feeling. Yeah. I like the design work they have going on in this one too. hmm I like that I like that yellow is a primary color on Bumblebee and not just the details around the gray yeah. metal skeleton. Well not Looks just that, but solid. There was,
2: there was a whole lot more Volkswagen on Bumblebee yeah. than than I think, except for maybe Ironhide of having recognizable car parts. Hmm. And that and was I, just because, like Ironhide's chest is all hood. Whereas there's
0: also a there's a good chance I'm wrong about this, but I I genuinely believe that at one point that Bumblebee model was a lot more like the O seven model, but with Volkswagen bits on it. Uh, like I I, I'm, I might be wrong, but I just really get the notion that what we are seeing visually has been tweaked further since you know the other year.
2: Yeah, I could I could believe that
0: um also how do you guys feel about uh visible head kibble that was a that was a nice little
1: acknowledgement a good kind of where this comes from um it was unembarrassed there there there, yeah uh there is part of me that likes the fact that they acknowledge that not every transformers park can hide from every angle Mm
3: -hmm. it's just like
1: the toys like even like okay even if the interior is completely done and everything inside looks like a real car there's still a lot of foreign bits underneath that just aren't going to go anywhere. It's like and you don't you don't have like the movie need to transform everything into a thousand or a hundred thousand parts just to make it look like a car from every angle. Right. And, and and I
0: feel like the motivation to do that with the original movie designs came from a sense of embarrassment about where Transformers comes from. Or at least like, you know, being worried people will go like, oh, these are like giant toys when it's like, yes, they are, you know, <laughs> Like it's it's the point that the Lego Movie proved back in uh, what twenty fourteen or whatever, where it's like you can you can embrace the toyetic roots of a toy property in a manner that you know may be a little bit skeevy in a marketing sense, but at least in a genuine heartfelt sense works with the source material. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else about the Bumblebee movie trailer that uh, I it's a really hard phrase, the Bumblebee movie trailer. Uh, anything else about it that stuck out to you guys? Not really. Alright. Uh then let me just ask you about another couple things. Uh, Masterpiece Optimus V three. Uh I don't want to spend super long on it because it was just a grayscale thing, but uh I'm you know, I don't think it was a big surprise to most people that it looks like that and that it's embracing that cartoony aesthetic. Are either of you guys down for it or are you just gonna
2: gonna chill out and wait and see? I wanna see it in color because I kind of feel like I'm getting Masterpiece Prime fatigue. Like, it has been a while since MP10, for sure, but MP10's pretty good. He keeps coming back around, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kept
0: fresh, right? It's kept fresh in our minds by, you know, releasing over and over again. It is also like a, what,
2: seven year old toy? Right. But it's not Mm -hmm. like there's anything. Like, there's no new um, advances, shall I say, in in transformers that would make mp10 like suboptimal yeah it's more
0: an aesthetic thing yeah
2: right and and i think
0: that that this v3 has a few advances as far as being able to pull off cartoon stuff like i i mentioned this in the previous episode but i'm convinced that his pack windows are the same in both modes and i'm also i've been won over to the idea that his grill might be the same as well and that a lot of the shape around them, around those parts in truck mode, fold away, and then it all compresses together, okay. uh, which I think would, would make for a really cool transformation. But you know, we'll see. Uh, but I, I would I would argue that there was there is precedent for a new masterpiece Optimus, especially with the last, especially with MP thirty six Megatron. Like yeah. without going too I, far. I, th- too I that.
1: think I think with so many of the recent masterpieces leaning so heavily into the cartoon aesthetic, there's definitely cause for an optimist that matches with that tone and you know yeah. there's some people yeah. who still want it like dead accurate to the cartoon that are still not satisfied i can see I know the cou- there i know a couple people who have been wanting that crotch for a good long time yeah <laughs> i'm i'm gonna be interested to see what it looks like in colors because if they full-on embrace the anime look and he has like white parts instead of gray or s- silver then mm. I, I i think i'd actually be more into the idea that's the
0: other big draw, I think, is is if they go really vivid with the colors. Like, the Hasbro version of MP10 did cartoon colors on that mold. Also, how many people have that and how many people found it, right? Um, and, and so, like, seeing vivid colors on a mold that is, like, the big tall guy with long legs who played basketball um, is is a draw to me. That and also if they actually give him a basketball, which I'm I'm going to hold him to the fire for that. Like, they, they, they are the ones Takara before Takara Tomy is the one that did Basketball Prime with the uh that action that pseudo action figure series uh, Mega SCF or whatever uh they're the ones who did the first Optimus with a basketball accessory so they gotta you know bring it back around um also I wanted to ask you guys about Masterpiece Beast Wars Megatron because we saw that painted as well uh granted just the robot mode but thankfully with Season 1 Megatron you can get a lot of the T-Rex mode off that robot mode um tj uh
1: them scales the paintwork it was really hitting me how's it hitting you oh my god this thing looks amazing and big it's huge yeah yeah like we're just now getting over the idea of like uh our our most expensive mp or most expensive transforming transformer period is coming out in the form of mp dynabot and now there's there's a bigger there's a bigger one, one on the way <laughs> yeah I could see it being the same price, just because he seems less complex. Yeah, and, and
0: Dinobots also coming
1: with the display stand. Yeah, which it's and... not
0: like it's complicated, but that I think factors
1: into the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does look just.
3: Mm. I need to way... see. I
1: need to see accessories. I need to see accessories. But I'm already in. Hey, talking about holding him to the fire for a dumb accessory, right? Like,
0: uh, yeah, rubber ducky. Yep, where's my uh, ducky? I... That that is, if I if I scored things numerically, which I never will, that would be a full number down if there was no rubber ducky. Um, But man, like the paintwork on the head and the chest of the robot mode looks like a mainframe CG model, yeah, Yeah. right down to the shine, and it's like everything. It's it's giving me nostalgia from my country's computer graphics budding industry from back then. Uh, Aaron, how how are you feeling about
2: uh, Beast Megatron? It is. Definitely something where I regret my normal um, resistance to getting masterpieces, except for at conventions and the like, because I'm, uh, yeah, because uh, like I missed pre-orders most places for Dinobot, and like, man, I really wish I wasn't waiting on that one, and now this, uh,
0: the upside, the small upside. Is that Beast Wars is still not G one as far as I don't think you're going to be facing like a
2: a oh, mass yeah. problem. I, I don't think there's gonna be like like hard pushback uh trying to find it. Like maybe Cause also, some of the G one stuff is, but still
0: well, I think Dinobot and Megatron are going to be especially like they're gonna, they're, they're going to sell out, but they're going to have a longer window because not only are they Beast Wars, they are also um, extremely expensive. Yeah. Uh, for 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 all the stuff that they're doing, whereas Cheetor and and Optimus Primal, I think were very um, impulse per- purchasable. Yeah. Because they were smaller too. Yeah. And that Optimus Primal was just such a good toy that I think it really caused a hype train that yeah. that
2: you know attracted a lot of folks. Actually, had somebody slightly lose their stuff over seeing uh primal and cheet on my desk the other day so mm-hmm. it was definitely something that was like yeah and there there's a couple more coming too and then that was the moment of like oh now i gotta spend like six hundred dollars to get two more
0: well not all at once i mean it is yeah. technically spread out over like what eight to twelve months yeah right <laughs> but still uh, that's right. why i, I like And I mentioned this last time, but it's just it's such a fresh topic in my head still because I it's such a good looking figure. It's like I I sympathize with anyone who really like, you know, has been looking forward to it, but also is priced out. But it's like it's priced out for a reason, I guess. Like it's that expensive for for a lot of defensible reasons. And, you know, there's there's a whole lot of stuff you can just not pick up if you feel stronger towards Beast Wars. I mean, you might feel strong towards everything like I do, in which case you're screwed like I am. But You know, the, if you r- the rough thing is, wars. is, it just
2: seems like, like if they had done high end, low end, high end on something, you know, if there was some sort of like intermediate relief in there, Well they instead they went like
0: medium, low, high, high, right? Uh, which yeah, I guess I mean, okay, so yes, but then I got to say again, also there's going to be this massive gap between those releases
2: uh, right but imagine if they'd like did a rat trap or a pterosaur mm. or so, scorpionock ta- in there Tarasaur, now, granted, they're not yeah. as, granted they're not as hot a a character but you know, there's like other play inside that for a price point that could at least be like a more the ooh, that's a fun thing to pick up not a well okay and then in in three months after that that account will have recovered enough that the credit card right. won't ca- catch fire in my hand
0: well i feel like they've still i think they still showed their hand when they kind of went like rhinox and waspinator and rattrap we're going to release again with better paint uh because i think that until yeah. they've done a bunch of other characters those three toys
1: are going to be those three characters yeah uh, it, it, quote, it's unquote, not a bad holdover and they're oh yeah, yeah. they're well they're mostly the size you'd expect.
0: Rhinox need I I'm not saying the Generations Rhinox is a bad figure. I like that figure. Uh but that's the one where I'm like you're asking a whole lot of me to see this as the masterpiece stand <laughs> <laughs> And and you you are actually not asking a ton of me with Rat Trap and Waspinator, so I guess it evens out, but yeah, I I can't really like sit stand here and go like Rhinox is basically a masterpiece. It's like no, he's not. Uh, he's, he's really good. Yeah. yeah. Good generations figure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, that, those were kind of the big, the big hits, um, that I felt were Toy Fair tier and worth, uh, worth hitting up. Before we get into some of the bits and pieces we got for this week, which is interesting. Uh, Number one, Power of the Primes Wave 2. This is interesting to me just because of the precedent it sets. Uh, On the official Transformers Facebook page, Hasbro said, Hi, Transformers fans. We heard Wave 2 of Power of the Primes sold out relatively quickly, but they aren't extinct yet. Consumers can expect to see these out again in stores and online in the U.S. this summer. So they are implying they're going to do a stock refresh on Wave 2. Now, the thing is, they also cannot tell us how any of their stock is being shipped out and et cetera, because it's all going to big box warehouses. So yeah. I was really of two minds about this announcement. Cause I'm like, this is also maybe them just hedging their bet that everything from wave two that people bought already went out too early. So it's like, it's not like they're making more. It's that it's all still the, sitting in
2: warehouses. So the weird thing with the gap in, in this line, like wave two hit super fast or the first part of wave two hit super fast. Yeah. And I was trying to sit there and think, like, was there any sort of like we'd by the time that wave one had hit, we'd recovered from any of like the dock worker strike that happened all up and down the west coast. So it's not like maybe wave one got held up on that and finally broke loose and then wave two was right behind it because those ships were still coming over or something dumb. And <clears throat> like it still doesn't seem like wave two ever got any sort of saturation in comparison to wave one like is it a case of there's uh three shipping containers of the wave two toys that are at the bottom of the pacific ocean i I think it's okay good okay what
1: i keep getting told is that it's something to do with the toys are us closure and all of the stock that's in a in Basically just kind of floating in the ether until they sort out all of their stuff. Well, I think that happened the other way.
2: If anything, when Toys R Us declared that they were going to be shutting all their doors, um, they would have sold back. And I actually saw parts of this. And if you wonder why when your your Toys R Us, as it was going through sales, when they hit about 15% on Lego, all of a sudden three quarters of their product was gone wasn't people coming in and buying it it was the fact that that is less than what lego or less than what toys r us's margin would be and lego has a strong buyback program because Mm. it is better for lego as a brand to just tell toys r us look we'll give you your money back give us this product back we'll ship it other places
0: yeah, they're like Lego is very much set like, on maintaining the value of their bricks, right? And and I recall yeah. there was some other toy line or some other company who all who did the same thing, except their stuff is worth like trash. And I was I forgot who it was now, but I was laughing when I saw that they were the other company pulling stuff out of Toys yeah. R Us.
1: I remember I like, I, while I w- while I was at my Toys R Us for the final time, I remember. Someone in the cashier telling me, "Look, uh, my vendor is coming to take all of the Pokemon stuff in an hour. So yeah. if you want anything Pokemon, take it now." Was it who's who's doing that? Was it? Ah, uh, I don't think it was Pokemon. I just remember it was a vendor who
0: who it might have been like Jack's Pacific or something. But it's just like it's, it's just a vendor where you know trash is me being hyperbolic. It was someone where I was like, y- "Your stuff doesn't have value. There's no, yeah. you're, you're probably fine with it being on liquidation."
2: So <laughs> yeah. I would see if. There was an impact to toy with Toys R Us, it would be an additional glut of product because Hasbro would be more. Hasbro's not going to say or isn't going to provide product to Toys R Us when Toys R Us isn't going to be able to pay its debts. Well, and if it what? was a case somewhere along there, like if it hadn't been handed off yet, I could see Hasbro being more than happy to say, Look. We're just we're not gonna deliver any of this product to you and you're not gonna get charged for it because they know they're gonna get paid back pennies on the dollar and could turn around and send that stock to Walmart or Target or Myers or Marshall or anybody else and get mm-hmm. some money out of it versus the I think I saw something that debtors for Toys R Us, depending on your class, we're going to be getting something like 25 cents to the dollar down to like four cents to the dollar. And God forbid you had any sort of outstanding credit with them, be it in gift cards or anything, because nobody's getting any of that back.
0: And and, and this is just in the States. I mean, I think that you could also draw a slight parallel to that situation in Australia where yeah. they're like, we can't actually give you refunds. But if you put in a, you know, a, yeah. claim with your bank you'll get your money back because it's like we you know (laughs) yeah um what i was going to say is and i think this kind of this doesn't necessarily negate what you're saying but it does support what dj said at first is i could also see the the remaining big box retailers of walmart and target um not necessarily wanting to refresh their shelves while they see some of the blowout of or you know the reverberations of toys r us's closure i'm sure there were probably questions being asked of like is there a purpose in having so large a toy aisle anymore? Well, I think Um, other
2: retailers, now would be the time that they're going to be doubling down on that. Because if you've got a Toys R Us, if you've got a dedicated toy store that's going away, there was at some point in time the demand for X hundreds of thousands of dollars of sales to keep that building open. Now they're going to be going somewhere else. They don't want them going to Amazon, even though that's what a lot of consumers are doing. So instead, you're like... You're going to fluff up your toys section a little bit, maybe not expanding them, but at least trying to do better job of keeping the demanded stock on shelves. Yeah,
0: I, I could just see a lot of caution though in that action when I think as a billionaire, and then like immediately have the spike of self loathing.
2: No, like, because because no. you got you got to strike while the iron's hot. Somebody's going down. You oh no, you you, you strike, jump, yeah, you you jump on that hot. corpse and you that, tear every bit of sinew and meat off of it that you
0: can. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. I'm ordering Transformers, though. There's no movie right now. Uh, the last movie performed badly. If I'm going to order anything, it's going to be whatever's hot, which is, um, what was it, TJ? You saw a whole bunch of something at your local stores getting refreshed, those knockoffs on the bottom shelf.
1: Um, uh, yeah, all of those Mars robots. and Yeah, we're going to refresh these, Mars uh, robots. Mars. Gonna, the thing whoa. is,
2: Mars robots is entirely Walmart. Yeah,
1: yeah, like they just, yeah, they bring those in to fill shelves when they can't get stock mm-hmm. of actual stuff, which would kind of support the idea that everything's being held up as far as what Hasbro's putting out.
0: And, and, I, and I feel like uh, Hasbro has already shipped all this stuff. That's why also I'm saying, like, I, I think it's all out there. It's sitting in warehouses as, it, you know, the story tends to be. And I think that there was probably an ordering pause on some product while the landscape was viewed. Um, and there probably were. I mean, I'm, I'm making tons of assumptions here, but I I feel like there would have been a lot of internal talk on an upper level at these other you know big boxes of like, all right, like we're gonna have toys, we're gonna fill in that void, but also, is there any lesson we need to learn from this? Because I see, also yeah, don't assume let a...
2: capital buy you out and then mortgage you to the hill. No, we're, see, yeah. we're
0: normal people. We know that's the lesson see, to learn. But I'm you think like I, a billionaire, right? No, they're not normal I, people. Thinking like a billionaire,
2: they're going to be looking <laughs> way past this three month to six month hiccup that Toys R Us is doing. They're going yeah. to be looking at where's the market stand in three to five years. And oh, doing yeah. that, if you're trying to hold off toy buying now, no, that's going to bite you because then consumers aren't going to be looking at your store to be buying toys. They're oh, yeah, going yeah. to be sad at I'm, this other thing and find some new place. You get them to I'm find a new place I'm not saying they're not now. buying
0: toys, though. I'm just saying they might be picking their toy buys to, I, I don't to f- make the best of the situation.
2: I, I think that they would be continuing out what they already have, not them not buying power of the primes supposedly potentially for wave two i don't think that that's a thing oh, i think that there's no, no, some I, I, other bottleneck that i think happened. they bought it like i
0: think they bought it and it's in the warehouse what i mean is so like if as they've far got as... it in the
2: warehouse why wouldn't they put it on the shelves and the warehouse yeah. is costing them money
0: well that's the question we've asked for many years now no but the,
1: th- is
2: th- the thing <laughs> is it, it's it's not in warehouses yeah like you, if you it was can in talk the warehouse... to them and they're like yeah we'd love to fill that shelf out but look at the box here that has what's in our warehouse, what's in our distribution warehouse, what's in transit. those numbers yeah. all say zero.
0: well that, that's the conversation we've had before though. it's like it's even if it's in the warehouse, if it gets there, but there's also like this, this is the whole thing with the what was it dark of the moon? It's like they ordered like what five billion percent more of wave one. Wave 2 hit the warehouse. There were, like, say, 100 cases of it. There were still about 500 cases of Wave 1. When they ask for a refresh, it and refreshes an order. Yeah, but that's I, not I, even a, it's not I, even
1: a situation like that. You know, like, at my Walmart, it's not that situation at all, because even the normal toy shelves are bare like there's that, no yeah, wave uh, one stuff yeah. either so they're yeah. not they just don't have anything to stop and that, in the that's where i'm section. basing
0: my that's where i'm basing my new layman's theory on is if the transformer shells are just remaining empty for the most part i feel like like i said i feel like they are looking at a landscape and they're trying to figure out how to best leverage the situation as far as what if we crunch down the transformer section just don't refill it and get a whole bunch more
2: of Chris, the stuff i, l- the kids I love want. you like it. i love you like a brother but i think you're like, super wrong. <laughs> uh,
0: again, like, I'm trying to think like a billionaire. Du- and no,
2: no, you're not. Billionaires you're, you're, are constantly tr- you're, you're trying to wrong. back into evidence that none of us have the entirety of to fit a hypothesis that well, I mean, don't I, I, think has anything beginning. that stands I'm, behind
0: I'm, it. I'm basing all of this on what I hear from a, about 20 people. So this is all couched in the notion of baseless speculation. How,
2: how, how aware are those 20 people how distribution chains work or just-in-time supply work? Well no, I'm or, talking about I'm talking finances. about 20 people
0: as far as their reports of their shelves, and it's like I'm I'm literally agreeing with you when I'm saying this. And I feel like the entire notion of trying to predict this whole thing is at the end of the day a little pointless because none of us know how it works. It's all based on bits and pieces you hear. That's why I find this this story so interesting, because they're sharing this this notion that they're going to refresh wave two and as far as anyone knows like that it's not like they're actually pumping out more wave two that doesn't make any sense
2: that's where what i'm saying it's it's got to be some supply line bottleneck or or something of that sort because i I do not see why it would have it would surge this way short of and it's what i've seen in, in the world that i work in of hey you know there was a manufacturer that made a bunch of uh, NAS four something bolts, and then one of those sh- like trainloads of the specific bolt got sidetracked, yeah, yeah, and, and got lost. And then there was this big slug of time where they were finding any of these bolts that met the spec to try and fill that. And then production came behind it, but there's always lag. Yeah, and, and, and short of any
0: news of like, you know, a, a ship, like we've had the news item in years past of like, you know, shipment of X amount of branded whatever has, you know, etc in the ocean, but without that info having been dug up the way that the the fine folks of the fandom tend to dig those sort of things up especially in times of need yeah. uh that, well, that's also why i'm I'm not the one presenting the theory that toys r Us' closure has anything to do with it i'm just saying when that is stated out loud here's my thought process of how that's you know it's not like i'm saying that is absolutely what happened but this is how i'm able to make sense of it just as far as hearing it and saying yeah it doesn't seem impossible Anyway, apparently you're all gonna get a refresh of Wave Two in the U.S. <laughs> have any of you found Wave Two
2: yet? Uh, the deluxes, no. yes. Yeah. The... Yeah.
1: I I've never seen the deluxes. I've had to eBay mine. Yeah. All right.
0: So the refresh is going great. Uh, I've got empirical evidence that fifty percent of Transformers fans have found the deluxes in the United States. I
2: found the deluxes in that first wave. <laughs> that part's not important
0: that's yeah. not important
2: and i saw just the um, tiniest bit of the leaders never seen a wave 2 voyager
0: i keep forgetting the wave 2 leaders
2: like crept out briefly yeah well, yeah they, uh, they uh, seem to come out at the same time as wave one
1: yeah like i saw an optimus or not an optimus a Rodimus unicronus like the same time that my toys r us got the first stock of power of the prime period yeah i, I remember the that, that screwed me up
0: because Toys R Us Canada put up that toy's item page, you know, with zero stock at the same time as a lot of Wave 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, is Wave 1 just going to be the two Rodimuses? Is this the whatever Fall of Cybertron line all over again with two sound waves coming out? But... Uh... Yeah, I. It, end of the day, it sounds like everyone's gonna get their stock. Um, worst case, it seems like all the e tailers have been getting their stuff. Uh, the diamond stuff, I think, has hit at least in Canada and is too expensive, but it's hit in Canada. Uh, so do not despair. Also, Power of the Primes is what f- three and a half, four waves. I always, even though we had to confirm, we keep really know
2: three and um, rando stuff to the side at other places. Yeah we really haven't had any confirmation anything
0: with that being the breadth of the line i feel like you know we're halfway through the year this is around when i guess the second phase would start to pop up
1: I Uh, i mean if we're getting a supply delay like this we might also be getting an info delay on anything else yeah and and it's an info delay that is also through the filter of what they put up on their facebook
0: page which is not actual detailed info it's stuff to make fans happy and it's not detailed as to the process because that's not our business uh it's it's our speculative business but yeah uh i guess optimism up everybody um because dreams can come true uh or as the next topic says can dreams come true there's no question mark because the answer is yes they can come true uh, We have more information on the mysterious Prime Wars celebratory power of the Primes punch counterpunch with Prima because Amazon filled out the bullet points on it and those bullet points revealed hella stuff. Uh, number one, Prima, the Prime Master coming with this, uh, figure is done in a, like, frost color. And I, I said before that, like, the, they're finishing the Prime Masters by packing them in with these celebration figures, but then I noticed that, like, Off is coming with Megatronus, and Megatronus also is coming out on his own, and I forgot that because none of them really match their shells. Mm-hmm. Um... So whatever with those things, I guess it's just Fancy Pants translucence. Well, one, that's not the important part. Uh, this is probably a Power of the Primes Deluxe who probably turns into a limb just because that's what the deluxes do. And he doesn't have a headmaster, but he has two distinct robot modes. Uh, and then they talk about in a bullet point the whole thing about how in 1987, the original one was a double agent. And they're trying to faithfully recreate that whole notion. And then they even mention... That not only does he transform from robot to sports car in 13 or 18 steps, which is a pretty fascinating margin of difference, um, that he also turns from Decepticon to Autobot in nine steps. So that says to me, it's not, it says to a lot of people, it's not as simple as swivel his head around. But, uh, like, I'm not expecting a crazy transformation, but nine steps, even if you take into account that it is maybe just swiveling each limb around 180 degrees. What if it's panels
2: that open up? Or I mean, that would be
0: cool, too, and I I would like it to be that, but, like, even if you think in the most, like, base level, this is just jazz with a new head idea, it's probably not just jazz with a new head, because it's, like, nine steps. I just, sorry, I just noticed while I was reading that the whole thing of robot to sports car in 13 or 18 steps, and that's really starting to bug me. It's like, how is it 13 or 18 like that, it's not thirteen to eighteen. It's either thirteen or eighteen, and they're, it's they're going not to depend which. on:
2: Do you count like do this with the left leg? Do this as the right leg? as separate steps, or is it the same step? I mean, is it? I mean, is it just as simple as it depends on which robot you're going to?
0: This is this is maybe, but that. Oh, you know what? That probably is it. That probably <laughs> is it. Nonetheless, what that that's messy writing. I'm still wagging a finger. I win. Pr- not press. I win. Amazon product page. Amazon product page actually wins because it is immortal. Uh, but I'm a hype because I don't know if I made it a secret or not. But I really like Punch Counter Punch, and like this seems like a legit figure of him. And this also, uh, I mean, granted, there's not many more slots left, but they mentioned at Toy Fair, hey, there's not many ways to power the primes, but there are unannounced exclusives. And I kind of had assumed those exclusives would be like, oh, slight remolds. If it's stuff like this, where there's like, oh, there's a nine-step transformation to a different robot mode, like that makes me excited about whatever else may still yet be unannounced of I mean, the handful kind of, of things
1: this kind of makes me curious about repugnus because we just kind of assume they're going to remold to inferno again even though that seems like a kind of rough fit for him and it'd be weird to have all three kind of looking and transforming the same and the, and
0: they it, they still said he had a headmaster which really made that assumption easy but now, yeah now i'm like I mean, obviously he's going to be a a Titan's Return figure, but like, how remolded might he be? Like, remember we were talking about we were talking about this, right? Like, oh, it'll it'll have the wings, but they might be bug wings, and then the the grotesque head will be a bug head. But I'm like, what if it's like, what if it's like that, but also like really high level stuff, like straight up, like here's the new steel mold we made for Repugnus kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, when... Is there any indication when we're going to actually see a photo of any of these? Or are we just thinking San Diego Comic-Con? Because that's... Oh, that's actually right around the corner. Yeah, Yeah, Comic-Con's next month.
2: Quick. Oh, God. About the same time as our 10-year anniversary. That's all right. That's all right. I still
0: get to be June, Chris, for another two weeks. Yeah, literally another... Hang on. I still get to be June, Chris, for another... Oh, no,
1: he's doing math. Hang
0: on. Another week and a half if you if you take the half as being five days, which I'm going to in this scenario, punch counter punch t j how are you feeling about this new dump about this, this guy?
1: This is fascinating, right, okay, so he's gonna be power of the primes, so I mean I mean like at no point does this mention like if this is a power of the primes toy, shouldn't this at some point have mentioned the arm and leg mode? I mean to be fair, their packaging doesn't mention that, yeah, uh. I've been looking
2: but at it you know I would I would be more than happy for that to just disappear. Yeah, I... For, what if uh, that's, especially for what something if that's like the this? tooling
0: budget, right? Like, or, I mean, if the, if it worked that way. But what if that's how they, they pulled this figure off? It's like, hey, instead of having an entire Combiner Wars peg in his chest, he's going
2: to have... Just yo. A head on the other side of a Combiner what Wars if,
0: peg? Yeah, what if that's the head swap spot? I could see that. Mmm. I really mm, yeah okay yeah I wish you this is one time I wish we did that video I wish you could have seen that moment where my eyes went wide and I was like a, a, a peg that can rotate 180 degrees that makes one head fold you know like <laughs> uh Aaron
2: how are you taking this uh, this this news was this was this a surprise to you I I mean we'd already known that it was that he was coming right yeah but I mean all this other stuff uh all the others, that's what is there that would be surprising? The the other robot that it transforms
1: that the it other has robot two mode. robot
2: modes? Yeah like punch counter punch does? Like yeah, if they're uh, making a punch counter punch that only has one mode, that's punch. Or yeah, counter punch, not counter punch. When the assumption is
0: when the assumption's like, well maybe at best it's gonna be a Titan's return toy with another head or something, or it's like you start looking at you start looking at power of the primes and you're like, that's eh, probably jazz with a new hood is probably just going to be a double sided. Like I, my expectations were so low. I was like, it's going to be jazz with a new head. And maybe that head like turns around. Uh, and there's uh-huh. no way that's nine steps. So I'm my, listen, I, I was the, I, in this case, I was the one who was coming in, uh, with my suspenders pulled up high, just going like, they ain't going to do it right. It's not going to be good enough. Cause I'm like that with punch counter punch. I, uh, I lambasted that fun publications one. Because I was like, this isn't what I want. This isn't this isn't right.
1: Hashtag um, not my punch counterpunch.
0: Basically. Cause, it, Cause it's not. Uh but yeah, Aaron, I was I was like when I saw the, the the lengthy description that also even referenced the fact there was an original punch counterpunch, I was like, alright. That's it, it was well and beyond what I was expecting. Um so we'll hopefully see at San Diego Comic Con uh, how this guy turns out, and since it's so close, hopefully that's how we see the, our first image of this guy, and it's not a Weibo leak. Because like, you know, give him this one. It's it's like what a couple weeks away. Mm-hmm. Let him let him have it. Actually, it's not it's more than a couple weeks away. It's it's that's at the end of July, I think. Because I, I went and checked, and I believe San Diego Comic Con is after TFCon,
1: which means I can't pester it's, people going there to. <laughs> I believe
2: it. Emilio um, you things this year.
1: Yeah. No, it's July nineteenth. Yeah, TFCon it's, is it's it's somewhere nineteen or twenty because I know it's parallel to MetroCon this year.
0: Yeah, so was, okay, so it's like it's like the latter half of mid July. Um, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was doing the thing where I was like, D- if I could figure out someone who's going to San Diego Comic Con who then goes to TFCon who could maybe mule me something, because uh, I hate paying shipping. So I was I was trying to figure out a cheap way to to be a cheapskate. It's not going to happen. Um. Anyway, without any other photos, like there's not too much else to say about this dude. Um. But I, I'm, I'm also looking forward to seeing what the packaging is like for these three celebratory figures because I really hope it's like the packaging for RC and Grotesque because that packaging. That's, that's is my nice. bet. The
2: way that they describe it as Fang plus small secondary head deal. That's the way that yeah. all these others have gone. I would.
1: Yeah. yeah. I can I would I wouldn't be surprised if the packaging was a little bit a little bit more done up just to indicate uh like I I can imagine like having the three logos of the trilogy on the on the box and just highlight mm-hmm. the one that that one represents.
0: Oh, that'd be cool, yeah. Yeah, I dig that.
1: <laughs>
0: um yeah, it's, it's man, it, like, I thought the Power of the Primes news was kind of just, like, none. But, well, I mean, we're also waiting to see what the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, if there are any, might be for Transformers. And there's probably going to be at least one. So it's, a, I guess, an upcoming news story. Um, but in between all the news, we also have listener questions. We got one here from Jarl. And uh, Aaron, would you like to take this listener question?
2: Uh, Sure. Let me pull that back up. Uh, you all said, uh, on May 25th, 2018, I've been listening since day one. So I know for a fact, you've never got this question before that said, I still don't know if this is the right place to send this question. Question is this, when you end up with repaints of toys, you already have such as G two colors, jungle attack slash Arctic strike recolors, or simply characters with radically different color schemes between two releases, such as the two computrons. Do you like to come up with headcanon personalities or identities for the spare figures? For example, I like to think of my yellow R.I.D. Prime as Sentinel Prime, or my Combiner Wars G2 Stunticons as a Stunticon B-Squad, led by Hotline the Truck, and consisting of Volacross, Checkerdown, Double Eliminator, and Overrush, who all combine into Grand Prix. Do any of your listeners have this weird habit, or is it just me? I really like Checkerdown as a name. That's that's a Transformers-ass name. Yeah, thing-a-thing. That's your favorite type, Double (laughs) Eliminator, Overrush. (laughs) <laughs> word word would love to hear your answers p.s i know this is the right place to send this question but it's been years since you've had to read these words out loud on the podcast and i want to see if you interrupt at all to say it is still click it is i just didn't want to interrupt because aaron was reading and i didn't yeah. want to be rude the one time you're polite uh yeah i i think we've had like other takes on this question from time to time um i really don't um I just see them as different paint schemes. You when you put on different clothes are you a different person? I mean, I mean Okay, when you put on clothes you're a different person. <laughs> I mean different clothes, like different shirt.
0: I mean if it, if it's like if I put on like my I work at a movie uh at a, at a movie, what do you call it? The place where you buy the food from wow I was gonna say consortium concession stand.
2: Consortium,
0: <laughs> work a movie. Welcome to the consortium. Who would like some uh, hot popcorn? So do you
2: go by a different name, have different like identification on you, or are you still Chris? Just a slightly different like personality I mean, personal- that you express. When I was
0: when I was doing that, it was definitely just a slightly different personality. And if people called me Chris, I'd kind of like not respond because I'm like, don't call me names. I'm a I'm a popcorn jockey. Call me popcorn jockey. Um, that might be why they got rid of me afterwards. I'm not sure. Yeah, that that's
2: probably it. This yelling it's at people. The fact that nobody Come. was asking or cared. I am
0: a popcorn jockey every time I'm filling the bucket. <laughs> uh, buckets were also, like, really gross, and I don't know. I, I maybe shared that too often with people. Um so I, I don't do this often but I do it a ton with Combiner Wars specifically I came up with a storyline in my head for the other Computron uh, the only thing I even came up the G2s I don't consider to be different characters I just came up with ideas in my head of like hey Slingshot maybe Slingshot came back to life and w- he got G2-ified and then that's like he's powered up Slingshot but uh, for all the other characters yeah for, for Combiner Wars I have so much headcanon uh, just so that I have excuses to have all these limbs and torsos kicking around um, outside of Combiner Wars, not really so much. But Combiner Wars Dude, I definitely does.
2: Those G two guys just got caught in the nineties. I mean, yeah, right, right colors, primary colors, random slogans written on things. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's like when you go back and see uh, photos of your parents when they were hippies. They're all just yeah. like big tie dye, neon, mm-hmm. bright, and it's like, man, and that now, was a mistake. And
0: now our entire, because I'm sure there's a few listenership who are under 20, are all like, what are you talking about?
2: <laughs> When, when my you go back and you young. see your, your parents wearing flannel and ripped up jeans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, we're old. Um... Because, yeah, I, I, uh, I was gonna say,
0: I, I wish that I was able to come up with better identities that I, I felt worked. I mean, I, you can come up with identities for them, or Jarl came up with some for the Stunicons. But ones that fit the way that my head looks at these figures, I would love to k- treat them all as different characters, cause then I could do cool stuff like, you know, the G2 aerial bots as limbs look great on a ton of figures. Uh, they look fantastic on Skyrain, they look great on, uh, on President Starscream. Which, okay, slight aside, this crossed my mind the other day. Remember when they were being all cagey about the name of Starscream's Torso Mode? Yeah. And that that story kind of just never ended? Is, is there anything left to be cagey about with it? Like, what's the holdup? I, I hope someone asked about this in San Diego. It's like, I don't know. When they were going like, no, it's Elita Infinite with a one. Okay, who's Starscream? Oh, we can't tell you that yet. It's like the there's nothing left. There's nothing left to hide. Is is this like a machinima spoiler? Wait, is, is it like Unicron?
3: It's,
0: is that what <laughs> <Yeah>. we're doing? <laughs> he doesn't the look calling. like it. Yeah, the yeah they they're like no. We just actually we
1: came yeah we call him the Fallens his arbitrary name we came up with. We just wanted to string maybe, you guys along. Maybe they just may like maybe it's like literally like Hell scream and they just can't print it on any of the packaging because it's yeah, a they curse just were don't on. want it's to say like, it. yeah. <laughs> We can't be soundbited
3: as
0: to saying the name we have for this guy internally.
2: He becomes murder. For what? <laughs> <laughs> we Sorry, can't you write were, that on the were... packaging, but we got. Ah, oh, the guy in a cat or the guy in legal just actually put that on the paperwork. He's now murder. Ah, oh, man. No, do we? Do we have to use? No, we we can't apply for another one because it's not in the budget. Ah. Uh, Okay, nope. IW's got a thing going uh, on, right? We got these
0: Mission to series. Between all those, we can just smoke screen. We can say it's a spoiler for nope, something. Nope, we...
1: nope, 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 nope. Chad from Legal got drunk. <laughs> his his name is Kitten Blender now. I mean, I'm cool with that, as long as there's like a one in there somewhere.
0: Or I guess an at sign because he's Starscream, and there's an A. Uh, anyway, TJ,
1: do you headcanon your uh, redeco characters at all? Not necessarily. Um. I I do kind of think of different color schemes as either like change of change of clothes or like special mission colors you know I, I need, you know if if I'm a if I'm a combat if I'm onslaught and I need to hide out and not be seen at oh I don't know an LA Lakers game let's do the yellow <laughs> and purple camouflage yeah <laughs> these are
0: t-shirt cannons <laughs> mm-hmm. starts shooting t-shirts into the crowd and he's like they're i'm breaking ribs but they seem real happy this is a great plan every third fun.
2: t-shirt is actually an anti-personnel round wrapped the, in the a t-shirt t- no
1: no no it's, you know, it's like an 80s it's like it's an 80s thing so like the shirts are actually like robotic and they control your body once you're wearing them it's cerebro shirts uh
0: that's the cerebro shells it's the thing that an insecticon does named bombshell he's a character on the transformers Mm -hmm. um anyway i i I, naturally i'd like to hear from the listeners too if any of you guys do some head cannoning with your redeco toys um or i mean like i think we talked about this we did talk about something like this before i don't remember the question was but i'm i was about to say like that was the weird thing with some of the cybertron repaints where it's like um hey tj i forgot his name again uh breakdown gts breakdown gts literally was like hey here it's cup but they're like no he's not cup he's breakdown gts and i'm just like you could have just you actually didn't but, have but to like, tell me
1: <laughs> like literally they I, n- I never understood why they went in directions like that because like they redid crosswise as smokescreen they just called him smokescreen yeah mm-hmm. and uh what's his name as repugnus and they just said he's repugnus Well, well that's a well, yeah well it's a universe toy so like that's that's all just out in the air just name dumping Oh, what no, 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 original... I'm, I'm thinking of the other Repugnus. There's yeah, been too yeah. many Repugnus repaints. Yeah, yeah you're Cy- right. It's like that's Cybertron
0: Repugnus. Had. What was the green one called? Was, I just remember, I think his Undermine. Galaxy Force name... Undermine. That's right. His his, his his name in Galaxy Force, I believe, was Dino Shout. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. A, a great Transformers name. <laughs> uh, anyway, I hope that answered your question, Jarl. Um, we're going to head over to some movie studio series news now, because... Uh, so. I'm going to say right here, I've kind of not been keeping up with all of the leaks from Cybertron designer desk videos because I, as much as I like the idea, I got a little bit tired of how it was a coin toss as to whether or not there was any, in, like, big information or if it was just a strangely laid out commercial. Um, So I decided to check out this one for Studio Series Grimlock because the picture was John Warden with a straight up, like, test shot of Grimlock in funky colors. And I was like, well, this... This can't be a commercial. And it wasn't. There was some really cool info in here. Um, I don't remember all the terminology, but he shared the, the acronym and what the acronym stands for. Thank goodness people don't do that enough. But the acronym and its, its definition for that test shot and what its purpose is. And he shared that the one next to it was a painted sample where that's also to test the mold colors and everything. Uh, it's a short video, but I thought it was, a, it was really nice for just you know dropping some terminology and kind of laying out the timeline of a figure. And it also mentioned which... Maybe we were told, and I just forgot, that Studio Series Grimlock, they were able to use the CAD model from Age of Extinction, yeah, uh, which explains a whole lot uh, to me, because that, that tells me, like, you could have just started with the CAD model of the robot and then, like, all right, work backwards to the the, the, the T-Rex mode. Uh, maybe that is what resulted in the super clever ideas, like, you know, how they got two T-Rex heads as the shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, uh, did you check this video out?
2: Vendor Sample Pilot yes For mm-hmm. the the awesome colored grimlock there vsp um like yeah so so i did and yeah this is the more the side the the stuff that's like the weird fake blueprints and then you see some obviously long completed cad stuff over somebody's shoulder and then a whoosh to the final product those are kind of boring yeah. These where it's like, hey, look, here's a a test shot of some generation in hand. In this cool, yes, yes, this is cool. This is the one that's cool. Um, because mm-hmm. uh,
0: th- there were a couple that were called designer desk, where I distinctly recall it was like they maybe mentioned one thing, and then eighty percent of the video was the finished toy, yeah. some blueprints, and like they basically got a designer to do a commercial for the toy, right? Which is fine, but it's not what I want. And that, that kind of made me fall away from watching some of them for a bit. Yeah.
2: Like I said, it was that weird, like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh that you'd see. And it's like, I, if I wanted to see like images of the toy from mode to mode to mode, I could look anywhere on the internet. Like, like
0: y'all send those images to Amazon.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So all, all the, all the, all the fan websites, get those, the retailers, get those. It's on the packaging. (laughs) And <laughs> it's I can cool have to hear that a in guy, hand.
0: Like a guy from the team narrating to me how many transformation steps the toy has and what its name and size right. class is and that it's going to be available soon, but like
2: right. but something like this where you get to like find out the process and it would have been neat if so the the simple the vendor sample in the middle and then the one that he has also in robot mode is a test paint. It would be neat if he said that the one in T Rex mode was a final and showed a difference between the test paint and final maybe like that, oh that and in cool. the process of doing it by hand we realized we could do this to make it better
1: to I be bet a you. little
2: bit more progression and it may be may well have been in there and just didn't make the whatever 60 seconds of cut that they had
0: and and also like i always get the feeling like pr is very even now like very particular about the messaging and like I could see someone saying like, "Oh, we don't want the messaging that the the painted sample was somehow not perfect," and then immediately moved on to the you know the, the final one you know yeah. like that there was any kind of imperfection. I I feel like the one piece of info that could have fit into this and wouldn't have made anything look bad is to say whether or not they designed from robot to T Rex or vice versa based off that CAD model because I think that would be really cool to know, uh, and it, it would it would speak a lot as to like what parts of that transformation were clever for what reasons. Yeah, I could see that um i'm sure you could just like ask them at a a trade show or something but uh tj did you get a chance to check out this video uh yeah i did are you one of the twenty five and a half thousand views
1: that it it says when i click the thumbnail Uh, yes by default by seeing it i would have to be (laughs) one of those views yes excellent (laughs) no it's it's definitely more interesting than the other ones i've seen yeah and i echo the sentiment of you know it's a cool concept it'd be way cooler if it wasn't just the same this just a very generic rundown it just feels like here just talk about this for a minute and maybe we'll sell it to some kids you know what i I fell off of them, but yeah, like seeing the prototype or now what we have an actual industry term to describe it buddy kinda mm-hmm. cool um yeah, and actually to actually yeah, cuz i don't cuz i haven't seen the prototype of that one and it is kind of cool to see in all the different colors to see how the parts worked out and how many different molds it took yeah
0: it, it also like i think kind of even though like the finished one i think looks so great because of the mono the mono tone and all that that paintwork that was done on it it kind of like you were saying it make it makes you see the the workmanship of the engineering a little bit more seeing that that vsp yeah i'm also i'm immediately having this thought i bet you... If we just start calling the multicolor test shots VSPs, someone who who knows what they're talking about could easily go like, well, actually, that's not a VSP. That's a something, something, something. Yeah, I I feel (laughs) that's a place that,
2: like, appropriating a term because I heard it once. Yeah. Like, I could see. So I am pretty sure that my red bulkhead is not a vendor sample. No, no, probably not. Yeah. Like,
0: that's probably more of a classic test shot, as we know the term of we're testing the mold.
2: So my bet would be a vendor sample product is or pilot is a, a different thing that is also one of the funky colored things. Yeah. And, and I could also see like, especially the way that one's done uh, to see a way, you know, to have in hand for the look of potential repaints, maybe because it seems as if like everything that is on each sprue has a definitively different color. And we've seen that before in like design sketches of like okay all of the you know the the neon green is one color and material but the the so- the pieces that have to be more the soft goods the dinosaur teeth and the horns and everything those are in a teal because those need to have give to them because their teeth and some idiot child is going to try to bite his little brother's finger with Grimlock and we can't have it break the skin and so on and so forth
0: yeah I, uh, I always want to caution that stuff only because like I've I've gone through the thing of like oh I'm pretty sure I know how this works then I say something and then someone's like well actually this is different the uh the toy industry is a much more is is actually a complicated business it doesn't work in bullet pointed terms like you the layman who read them online and heard them once yeah. or tr- or translating them uh but yeah it's cool VSP is uh, that's something where I'd almost go like if I had the opportunity and we're asking a number of questions one of the smaller ones would be hey Every time we see one of those multicolored test shots, would we be calling that a VSP or is that oversimplifying? And then it's like it's a yes or no. It would be interesting to know. Um, but that's not the only Studio Series news we got because TJ. Uh, I'm just saying this because I want to call on you first later. Um, <laughs> Noted. Studio Series Ironhide, we kind of knew existed through like like codes and computers. He just suddenly came out in Singapore. Uh, just came out. (laughs) Someone bought, people have bought him. He's out in Singapore. So to me, this is kind of like a Toy Fair. That's why we're covering this. This is kind of like a Toy Fair reveal in that we've never seen this figure before um and the studio series is is a has been having some highs and lows but its highs have been its voyagers so we got this Ironhide out who who like one of the shots is the shot i wanted to see it's the cast shot of the 07 autobots that you can do now um and like scale wise it's it's winning me over the whole concept seeing the you know the the five of them together um I do have some qualms with this Ironhide, but they also come from the fact that like and I think I talked about this before, Ironhide's movie CG model is a mess and mm-hmm. a lot of toys have cleaned him up in a way that turned that into the image of Ironhide in my head. When we saw the masterpiece one, I was like, "Oh yeah, he also he kind of looks like that." And I'm having that moment again with this where I'm like, I'm like, doesn't that front bumper fold away anywhere? And then I'm looking at the packaging photos and it's like, "Oh no, it doesn't. It just chills out there. Is that movie accurate? I don't even know." But, uh, TJ, how are you feeling about this Ironhide? Granted, it is a movie-ass design, to be sure. Uh,
1: yeah, it is ridiculously movie. I'm, I mean, it is cool that we're getting him. It's like, it's out of nowhere. Uh, it's, it is cool that we just have him in the world, and when there's no wait time, there's no, oh, I wonder what it looked like from this angle, or in this mo No, it's all here. We're, we've already beaten you to the punch on all of that. Cool. Yeah. I will admit, I am still a fan of the 07 Ironhide toy. I thought that was one of the better toys in that line. Absolutely. There is part of me that's strange seeing that, because he has some really weird build and proportion to him when he's movie accurate. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's the, the, you know, technically the impressive part of this toy
0: is that he's movie accurate. And, like, you know, it looks like even, like, the guns, they look like they're attached to him. And they look like, I guess they... I'm guessing they fold away in there somewhere somehow, uh and then like they are de- well, they're also detachable, but like it looks like there's hinge work on them in the one shot, so I'm like, yeah, oh no, maybe they are just well no, they have stuff on them too, nope, if you'd waited one day, you'd have seen from other in hand accounts they're just plug on accessories, y- he looks friggin weird, uh, yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I still want to know how they do the grill,
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you're right, I man. I mean, there's only a few photos here, so obviously we're going to – if we don't already have a video, which I bet I bet you we do, and I just haven't seen it. Like, I'm sure we can just look it up, but um, the transformation on him is the part that is the most fascinating to me. He's – like, it's cool that he looks like he can pose a bit, and, like, I think the big win he has over the 07 version is that he actually has feet. He doesn't have planks with sculpted feet on top of them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that That's the big win. The big lose is that by being movie accurate, his entire upper body is – friggin weird (laughs) simian like i I don't even know like i mean i guess that's the closest parallel it's more like his arms and shoulders are coming out the inside of his shoulder pads i'm not sure where his shoulders start that's movie model Ironhide. that's the thing about him that the toys kind of cleaned up is they just gave him a skeleton (laughs) like like you know this one yeah there's this nebulous area that are his shoulders uh Aaron, just speaking to you here. How how are you feeling about? Obviously, Aaron, I'm speaking to you when I say Aaron. Just yeah. clearing it up for listeners. But how,
2: how are you feeling about uh, this Ironhide? I'm very interested in it. Um, like I, there, there's enough things that I think were done with decent intent uh, with like the leader size. Um, that I'd like to see with the, the good of the studio series. That I've seen in some of the other toys, minus Bumblebee, um, I'd like to see what they can do with this and what what cool tricks he pulls off in hand. Because, I otherwise, man, this toy is kind of a mess because he's got his his like fake rotors that the tires disappear from, but you know the tires didn't really disappear because physics don't work that way. And uh, mm-hmm. enough other things that I want to see the way that they pull those tricks out.
0: I also want to know how much the upper body locks together, because that would be the other qualm with the 07 Ironhide and his various iterations. Is It's not like he fought, fell apart up there, but it my, was
2: always this kind of... My hope of part of what holds that all together, and I don't think we really got a good... Oh, we did get a good back shot. Um, it looks like it may use the, like, the sides down the truck to link together, hmm. and that could easily hold like depending on where the tab connections are chest all that chest nonsense that looks like it should flop around well very well could lock together if those are coming in connecting to something along the spine that then gets covered up by the top of the truck
0: and i mean i'd also i'd also like to know like i guess really specifically if there are all those connections how do they feel you know like mm-hmm. the if there's one thing transformers mainline toys have had a you know a haphazard relationship with it is tab tolerances and when they feel good, oh, it's great. And then when they don't feel good, it's a bummer. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: If he's got the similar build as Starscream does, I'll be very happy.
0: Yeah. Also, this back shot is really telling me that I was completely off the mark. And those guns do just peg onto his arms. Uh, they don't. They don't actually transform with them. But they they have stuff on them, so I got a feeling like they hide away at least in in vehicle mode. Uh, but I can't tell. There's no underside shot of the vehicle mode. Darn it. There's also a pretty good shot showing, I guess, kind of justifying Studio Series Jazz's tiny size when you see the shot of his alt mode next to Ironhides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also a great shot of two Voyagers, Ironhide and Megatron, standing next to each other. I mean, we already saw this with the leader class and even with the Voyager class. But it's so cool to see like that price point doesn't mean the same height and like how they are so focused on the robot scale for this line, which is, to me, the thing that makes this line so fresh uh like to lock the robot mode scale is such a great um limitation to put on and to base every other decision off of uh is it's it makes me excited to see how all these figures work because they all have this one goal in mind um so hopefully this guy being out in Singapore means maybe he'll be out like pretty darn I mean wave 2 is already starting to trickle out right like through uh through e-tailers and stuff i think mostly out of asia but uh, a lot of folks have their hands on that stuff, and maybe Ironhide's already on the way. We'll find out. We we could also theorize for a solid half hour as to why or why not he may be on the way. Uh, I've come up with a name for my role played billionaire. His name is uh, Johnny Goldknuckles. He owns Target. Uh, I rolled a d6 for that. He sounds like a pretentious a hole. Well, he is a billionaire who owns a, a corporation, so yes, uh, that is part of the character sheet. <laughs> uh, we had uh, one more listener question as well. Um, that is our Ironhide topic. Uh, hopefully, those of us who are really after him can can talk about some in hand t- talk, you know, in the next. How many months are left in the year? The next uh, five and a half months. But uh, we also have a listener question here from uh, our our friend and Canadian neighbor, Todd Hakusho. So, uh, TJ, would you like to take this listener question?
1: Okay. uh, Okay. From Todd, don't call me you, you, Hakusho. Yep. Uh, Hello, Evangelist and the Even Team. This is Todd, Wave Kusho. You're already lying to me. Here I was wondering how a, you take that, that part. I was curious. <laughs> betrayal is how I take it. Here with a listener question for you. At least, I hope so, unless Vangelis somehow reads this to the Odd Team again. I'm not even reading it! <laughs> also, yeah, if I was reading it to the Odd Team, it would be even stranger. Also, it's Malwave. Have I driven the joke about me having a different username of TFW into the ground yet? No, I did. Probably the first time that I went through this whole rigmarole, but keep doing, keep doing it. Anyway, with this franchise about to hit its 35th anniversary in 2019, it got me to look back at the plethora of characters and continuities, and that got me to thinking. Every piece of Transformers media has had at least one standout character, such as Knockout in Prime, some even transcending the original series and being reborn and redone in different shows. But that said, are there any characters from any series or comics continuity that deserve to be brought back and reimagined that have not received that opportunity? Were there any characters that you feel would have been a perfect fit for a show like Prime or even Beast Wars? Thanks. Also, not in the face. Please, God. Not the face.
0: Well, just one little, I got one little edit for you. One little thing here for you. Um, Mal-, Mal Todd show. Uh, it's it's plethora, not
2: plethora. With an, it's with an O, not an E. And look, the Nerf thing is your fault for having a foam magnet in your head. Yeah, I mean, we can't do anything about
0: that. Yeah. All we can do is encourage people to please at least give us a year off from the nerf thing so that it doesn't become a thing. Right. Actually, we, we've had about a year off, haven't we? Or yeah, does someone we, always... th-
2: I didn't bring any nerf stuff last year.
0: Did you see that Adam Savage video where he made a yeah, gigantic... Yeah, Yeah, are you going to make I one did. of those and
2: bring it to... <laughs> no, because I don't have my own giant workshop and a ton of materials. True. I may have been looking at the base to that blaster at one point in time another but Hmm.
0: i might have as well and didn't buy it because i nerf guns are fun to buy but they also the blue one wouldn't you yeah i'd probably pick the blue one um but yeah characters who would fit in in other things tj since you read the question i'll just ask you like is it is there anyone that you think should uh should get an insert into another continuity
1: i think the one that came to my mind was probably armada sideways
0: Oh, so totally.
1: Yeah.
0: If if there's ever been wasted potential in Transformers, and there's so much, but if there's ever been one that's like just front of your mind, especially last friggin' series, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, like that kind Almost of character. All the
2: Armada Autobots.
1: A lot of them. A lot of them being one of a kind. Like we did get a few that made returns. You know, I mean, we you know we got red we got red alert a couple times. We got hot shot three years in a row. Did we get red alert? Oh, yeah, I mean like, in, yeah. Inside, I mean, sorry, I was thinking outside of the Unicron trilogy. Uh, I mean, outside, outside Unicron trilogy, Hotshots made an appearance. Uh, you know, and we're getting him like Rescue Bots and things like that. Uh, there's not a whole lot of survivors from the Unicron trilogy.
0: I think Armada Red Alert really deserves to exist somewhere else because that was
1: a legit good design. mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like, I like the, I like the design. It's, it's, it's rough because that series went for as many different characters as possible trying to refresh the brand completely and now Mm -hmm. we're in this like everything has to be nostalgic kind of vibe so he's never going to trump Ratchet
0: And and the bummer is it's like we're in the position to have Armada nostalgia uh yeah and a lot of those guys like you're saying like the Armada like this is why I say Armada specifically Energon and Cybertron have their winners in fact I would say like if I was choosing between the two Cybertron's version of Red Alert is a lot cleaner And Mm -hmm. and, and a lot more like sleek in in being squat, a lot more sleek. But like Armada, the Armada Autobots are all so unique and so few of them got a real like solid crack at what you could call like a modern Transformers toy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because they they were the changeover line. And so they were highly experimental in so many cool ways, except for the part where it's like all of them you kind of wish got a redo where they were just a normal Transformer. Who didn't have yeah. a a spring a, gimmick?
1: Yeah, in a way, they're kind of the precursor to like the gimmicky lines that we're having now, and what we've got coming up with Cyberverse. Yeah, where the gimmick, everything's kind of built around that big gimmick that they have to have an action feature for kids to goof with, you right. know. And then toys like you know, like Armada Smokescreen, who is a design I like and is a unique Transformer design, just really did not have much shot because that huge cannon thing of his just took up so much budget and weight and you do, you didn't even have decent articulation as a result.
0: Well that, that was the whole thing with Armada is they were so experimental that like the hits are hits and the misses yeah. are fascinating misses. Uh, Armada uh like Ar- Scavenger? Ar- Armada Yeah yeah like yeah. like the whole that like, walking gimmick is like incredible but also like runs so against yeah. what Transformers are, but it's also so incredible as yeah. a kid's toy, and you're like, man, like... Like grubber-treaded arms. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I Like, I will not hear anyone tell me that toy is garbage, because, like, no, that toy is, like, not a good, like, modern-articulated Transformers toy, but, like, like it's doing so many things mm-hmm. <laughs> at yeah, the like, same right, time. Yeah.
1: yeah, like, right down to having, a, like, an actual pilot seat for its minicon. Mm-hmm. And I
0: think there was an electronics thing worked into yeah. the pilot seat, too. Like those, like those toys are fascinating, and that's why I just say, like, I think the designs were also so good. I'd love to see a lot of those designs as just simple, like, two mode transformers as well, mm-hmm. who don't have to accommodate doing so many other things at the same time. Um, uh, yeah, you uh, could do it with designs
1: like Blur and a Heartbait.
0: Oh, yeah, like, like, so, like, and some of them also kind of got away with it decent, like, Blur um and you know bendy prime and uh and uh Wheeljack are all like basically like like just solid transformers a little basic but solid transformers in general uh because they what they were trying to do all at the same time kind of meshed more with the you know the quote-unquote modern idea um but yeah like the armada mostly the autobots I mean, like nothing wrong with the decepticons just the autobots are the ones that i feel were often the most compromised by their multitasking um like, Armada Thrust even, as as a fairly solid toy, all things considered, he's fairly solid in spite of having a gimmick that just literally doesn't work the way that anyone wanted it to work. And, like, I remember that, that BotCon where they were, like, like, you know, it was a little, just loose enough that they were able to say, like, yeah, Armada Thrust's spinning torso plate really was supposed to be cooler, and it it, it just didn't turn out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um that's, that's why I like that toy, kind of, because I'm like, this was in it. He's not like an admitted failure. They were just like, no, the gimmick part, like, when asked what it was supposed to be, they were like, it just that one just didn't work. <laughs> what was it supposed to be cooler? It was supposed to be something else, but instead it was a very awkward giant spinning plate with edges sticking off of it that you had to bend all his limbs back for clearance and then even then you're like why is the front of his chest spinning and i think the idea was supposed to be like a combination like gatling blaster and shield but then real world physics just make it look like it's slowly and awkwardly spinning around and bumping into his legs Mm -hmm. uh yeah uh those are all those armada designs like i have other answers to this too but you really got me going with armada holy crap also, Armada Hotshot kind of deserves another chance as well, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. He never. It's unfortunate because he's got the most toys out of the Unicron trilogy, and he's one of the few toys to. or one of the few designs to escape it and get a modern toy. And it still didn't come out really that right. Yeah. I, I'm like, I want to see attempt number three on Armada
0: Hotshot. <laughs> uh. But yeah, like I, I didn't mean to kind of co-opt your answer, but your answer turned into a wellspring of also, you know what? Also, a lot of people don't talk up Armada that much. Still, a lot more people do nowadays. But it's it's kind of when people talk Unicron trilogy, often it is Cybertron. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, like I want to I want to I wanna throw some love at those things. Um, Aaron, how about you? Is there anyone uh, any any character that you'd like to see? I'm,
2: uh, I'm really digging all of our Armada. Like both sides of Armada, really. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of potential that was in some of those toys that maybe just didn't hit as well due to the toy technology and and all that of the time.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's partly that, and also like the the sheer demented ambition of what they were trying to do with a lot of those figures, like. Yeah. arguably for the better has been dialed back where yeah. it's like we're gonna have optimus prime's trailer transform itself and it will be signaled to do so via a wireless signal coming from the main robot figure
2: right and it's yeah, like that's insane there there are, <laughs> there are things that i think that uh, like i love just the completely open um just i don't know how to go for it type of <laughs> Yeah. The sheer
1: friggin' gumption of, of, of Armada yeah.
2: Prime's trailer. Like, of like,
1: like it's, it's not even that. It's how much else they threw in. Like, okay, It's not just going to unfold into his legs. It's going to unfold to a base mode for minicons.
0: It's going to then... know how far to unfold, too. Right. Yeah, it's going like... to know how
1: far to unfold. <laughs> it's going to follow you along when you transform the main toy. And then when you get to the super mode, his hand is going to light up. It's not going to make the sword glow, because... Why not, you know, we can't make an LED that strong, but hey, it's there. Why not? Yeah. Remember, though, like that
0: was the goal. Like that's what they were trying to do. Like on the Japanese version of Hotshot as well. They were like, we want this LED to light up the Star Saber. And it's like we hit the limits. We hit the limits of our ability to produce a light tunnel through three combining jets. mhm <laughs> And it's like, whenever you lay out the bullet points of Armada Functions that didn't turn out well, it's kind of like you sit there and go, you know, I don't know how that could have gone right, trying to do all that and everything else. Uh, with, you know, also the toy knowledge of 2000, what, 2002, 2003? Thereabouts. Yeah. yeah, like, so much ambition in that thing. But yeah, I forgot about the LED in his hand, too. God. And then, like, the wire that's running through his entire leg yeah, to power that.
2: like, So, so the legs had the weird stunted. stops on it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, man. That's the one thing I didn't get to do while I was in BC was dig into some of my Unicron Trilogy stuff because I just got too busy with, with housework and, uh, and learning what weed whackers are, which was fun. But I think we had that conversation before somewhere with someone um my, my little answer i want to throw in here is there's a lot of characters i'd like to see transcend uh i could list them all day but one of them was named in this question knockout uh knockout has appeared in the current idw comics but like a the, that continuity is almost done uh and b that didn't result in any new figures for him uh whereas barricade rode his slightly I would say maybe homogenized last night design into becoming evergreen. And I'm like, uh, Knockout should also be evergreen? So why where mm-hmm. is he? Um I think Knockout super deserves to be evergreenized. Um breakdown as a partner design for sure, but if I was if I had to pick one of the two, it's Knockout any day of the week. Like that's yeah. a, a solid friggin' that is a design that
1: tells you who the character is. It's it's not just how strong the design is, and that it is a very interesting design as a Decepticon. It's also, I really want a better toy of him. That too, and and I will to the to my to my last
0: breath, I will stand up for the Deluxe Knockout that we got uh, as not being great, but not being trash. But yes, we do need one that is great because <laughs> we don't have a great one. Uh. I think that the closest we got for a great knockout was Crocodile Knockout, who is held back by the part where he has crocodile stuff all over him, yeah, uh, which which limits the effectiveness of his appearance as knockout. Uh, but knockout like really deserves uh, another go uh, with his his pointy fingers and his saw blade and his like buffer, like he needs he needs the buffing machine uh, with a five mil peg on it. Uh, so that's that's the one I'll throw out there.
2: Man, I'd forgotten uh, about Crocodile.
0: I, I, I love Kroc and I, I think I have both. I have the Japanese version too somewhere. Uh, It is an improvement on the mold. It's just like it's an improvement. That's also on the back of having crocodile stuff everywhere. Uh, Man, I wish there was like it. I wish it felt feasible for a third party company to do a knockout. Maybe if all this movie stuff keeps doing well and they can roll along with that 21st century nostalgia into. I don't know. Because also, I think the movies were wildly popular in China, which is a big part of that. Uh, anyway, we're going to move into what we got this week. Uh, hey, Aaron, did you get any Transformers this week? No Transformers. Hey, TJ, did you get any Transformers this week? I'm guessing not. And I'm going to answer for him and say no, because I, I got Transformers this week. Me, the Canadian. Finally, I got Transformers. I went to a Walmart. While I was in BC, and you know what I found while I was there over the course of several visits? What did you find while you was f- over there? I found all the Wave 2 Deluxes on Rollback. Nice. So I got them for 15 Canadian apiece. Nice. And uh, my my first one I found was Ripper Snapper, and then I opened him up, and his... Uh, you know the part where his legs you know do the Aerial Bot thing for his alt mode? Mm-hmm. So they did that, but they didn't hold together. Um, they kept forcing themselves apart. And I went looking online, and no one seemed to have this problem. And I watched some videos, and no one seemed to have this problem. So I was like, what's up with mine? So I picked up a second one for a local fella. And then I thought, you know what? Under the guise of altruism, to make sure that his works, I'm going to open his up and see how it works. And his worked fine. So I was like, what's different between the two of ours? And so I looked. And on mine, you know, he's got those little protruding blue bits inside his knees uh, Uh that kind of help tab the legs together. On mine, those were... Uh, nearly a full millimeter longer. Huh. So I knifed them to be shorter, and now mine works perfectly. Uh, so that was weird. Um, I'm gonna try to remember to mention that uh, elsewhere. As you know, if you're having problems with 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 your Ripper Snapper, here's probably what's going on. Uh, because with that fixed, uh, yeah, Ripper Snapper is great. I hear that Blot is like Ripper Snapper but better, which makes me really excited. Uh. And, like, I, I love the paintwork on Ripper Snapper. That's what just blows off the packaging when you find him, is, like, his robot mode paintwork is intense, and it looks really good. Also, look at his head, because of the three Ripper Snappers I saw, uh, one of them had a real bad, really bad red paint for his eyeballs, for his, like, shade things. Uh, it was just really, really gloppy and not even. The other two were fine, but worth inspecting them if you have a couple Ripper Snappers on the shelf in front of you. Okay. Uh... And then, uh so he, he's pretty cool. Uh I don't have much else to say cuz I don't have the other three dudes to stick on to Hunger. Um Aaron, you were you you set me up to be pretty excited for Moonracer. Mm-hmm. And uh I got to say I think that she's my favorite figure of the wave. Um she is really good and that backpack really is kind of a nothing in person. Yeah. And then like if it is too much of a thing because of the 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 top panel, the clear part, she's packaged with that top panel folded down as a butt flap Right. and it looks fine folded down as a butt flap and completely solves the issue to me. Like she's got a backpack for sure. But like, it's it is you know a really big backpack if you fold everything up she doesn't fall over and then if you fold the thing down to be like a you know the back half of a skirt kind of thing then it's even better and then like I her ankle tilts are not great but they tilt just enough for me to get her into a kind of like sleek and and kind of uh, you know organic looking pose yeah uh, it's a good figure I love the transformation I love the vehicle mode still and I, obviously if you don't like the vehicle mode that's going to hold you back and uh, yeah you were right about like just like the that the weirdly specific engineering for her leg and arm modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leg mode especially, that that double joint that hidden almost double joint on her knees uh is incredible. Um,
2: yeah.
0: I'm hype for Firestar like, now.
2: Like I said, the only thing I wish is that the the hand armor thing integrated into the car mode better.
0: Yeah, the I so in the that's, photos that's actually my
2: one disappointment
0: on the on the packaging photo it doesn't look bad and i did it and i looked at it in real life and i was like y'all used a really flattering angle for that shot yeah because this thing is just jutting right off
2: the there's there's (laughs) an angle that that looks good at
0: uh also i don't know if maybe i did something wrong but i feel like she doesn't have rolling clearance
2: because she's got all those little
0: like tiny tabs sticking out
2: the bottom i i think if she's perfectly squeezed the right way like down ish and you have a perfectly flat table with nothing on it she'll mostly roll because she, she's asking for a lot clearance wise
0: in her vehicle yeah. mode not not that i mind because i'm like okay whatever like end of the day i gotta remind myself i'm not actually rolling them around so whatevs yeah. but uh yeah she she's wowing me uh and and you know for for a figure that like obviously i kind of I wasn't against a lot of the parts that that turned some folks off, and nothing about the figure in person really fixes a lot of that, except for the part where the backpack just doesn't feel all that bad in person. Uh, but she's she makes me so excited to have, like, a kind of semi-symmetrical partner figure to combine with Alita 1. Right. Um, and I... I kind of wish that the other uh, ones from that episode, whose names I can't remember, were getting done... Uh, Chromia, basically, uh, were getting done like this, too. Uh, it would be cool to see a motorbike retool of this mold. Um, like a you know, Cybertronian motorbike, kind of like kind of like Chromia's yeah, figure that you like,
2: got. Like because most of the points it seems like it could have higher, and it wouldn't interrupt anything.
0: Yeah, and, and the basic shape of the alt mode is still kind of a thin stick on wheels.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Which, you know, given that Chromia was, was basically like a curvy stick on wheels that was based off primar scene in, in many respects like i just feel like it, it could kind of work
2: if it had a little bit of different hardware and it was 90 degrees yeah like it was on the side
0: yeah oh that'd be cool i wonder if that was at least like an idea passed around because because then you could do like chromia and then you could just do like um i don't know like flame war or something as the retool of or the repaint of her and then you'd have like Fully symmetrical Elita Infinite that'd be so mm-hmm. dope. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm way into Chromia. Um, and it, it also the thigh swivel and the the ankle tilt do so much to allow her her posture to look alive and not like really stick figurey. Like it's once you actually get to start posing her, it's really really cool. The only like kind of build quality downside I have is that her her arms are ball socket joints, but they aren't going onto balls. They're going onto like nubs, which means some angles they kind of pop off easily, I find.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but yeah, I'm 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 way into her. And then I also got uh, Darkwing, and as we were talking about at the beginning of the show, that jet combo really is just a peg and it feels terrible and uh the newly tooled wings line up in a way where you really think that being newly tooled wings they'd maybe interlock some yeah. way anyway.
2: Except for they don't in any shape, form or fashion.
0: Nope, they don't. Uh, I, I've, I've read that basically you can use some 5mm stuff to get more linkages by using their guns. or uh, I think Fake Busker did up Shapeway's weapons for them designed to help them lock together more in their combined jet mode. Mm-hmm. But even the fact that Darkwing has two square tabs on his shoulders on either side of the peg piece that folds out, it's like... You know, everything is sitting there with one half of a connector molded in, and the other half not there. Uh, otherwise, I like the figure. Uh, he looks great with Dreadwind. They look they, the the colors the colors are, are perfect. They they look like fantastic partner uh, setup when you got them side by side in robot mode. I'm I'm still very happy with them. Uh, I, I really like them as arms for President Starscream. Uh, I, I really wish we had enough deluxes coming to fill in both president starscream and alita infinite as separate combiners but i feel like you gotta you gotta trade some stuff between them to pull that off within power of the primes um but i, I really like this deluxe wave it's it's probably the the last hurrah for the deluxes yeah. uh but it's a it's a strong last hurrah if, if it really is it and uh also sorry i forgot in wave two that, i mean maybe this speaks to something i don't know i i forgot that snarl and uh, sludge were also in wave two uh I, I like him well enough, actually. I don't mind Sludge being that small because I, I love the, the kind of like – I love his facial expression looking so sad and I love the kind of like matching posture and shape of his body. Uh, I like his transformation a lot too. Snarl is probably my least favorite of the Dinobots. Snarl just feels real janky. Uh and his shoulders feel super flimsy as far as like the way they're engineered like just something he just doesn't feel very filled out whereas mm-hmm. the other three deluxes all feel like solid deluxes snarl like his modes are fine it's just his robot mode just feels like a little anemic and i say this while being okay with sludge um
2: i i, but c- f- I can see what you're saying
0: yeah, like, I just, I pick him up, and I'm like, oh, man, this is, like, I can I can feel his shoulders barely being connected to his torso. Uh, but I have them all combined as Volcanicus, and uh, I'm pretty satisfied with it. I would like to see how the Perfect Effect kit works uh, for the thing that, like, you know, the, the kind of torso shell they're designing. Uh, I think that the fists and feet are out already, but those are, like, the least interesting parts, because it's like, I know what those do. And the Power of the Primes fists and feet are better than combiner wars such that i don't feel like i really require the new ones like i certainly would like them but like i'm not i'm not like gasping for them the way i was with combiner wars uh but yeah i'm digging volcanicus uh i'd like to see him with the shell i'd like to see him with with a big ass sword um but yeah power of the primes now that i actually have wave two i had a, a little reinvigoration i was like all right yeah transformers I like these things. How many more waves we got? And then it's like you got Firestar and three abominous guys. And I was like, "What else?" And it's like nothing else. Yeah, that's that's
2: no, that's uh,
0: that's that's about it. <laughs> yep, you're done. That's that's what you got. I'm like, darn. <laughs> well, I'm still excited. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm very happy I found them, and I'm super happy I found them on rollback because now I feel like I won. Uh, whatever this game is. Uh, but that is my transformers what i got this week uh hopefully finding the abominus dudes will not be a pain because i would really like to see abominus all put together it seems like some american folks have already got him i'm guessing they got him from online retail uh and yeah that that I'm, i'm looking forward to having two and a half well three and a half more combiners put together uh other than that uh i guess that does it for our on topic what we got this week i assume did you
1: miss me? i assume
0: uh no i actually <laughs> called on you while you were away that's why i was saying i <laughs> assume
1: uh, i wanted to see you. tj did you get something on topic as well i actually did what'd you get uh studio series optimus and megatron Ooh, i don't have megatron yet i've yeah, actually heard I've not seen nothing megatron yet. about him yeah hasbro toy shop got him in for a hot minute and that's oh wow
0: it. nice okay Holy crap. I didn't know Hasbro Toy Shop got any of that stuff in yet. Uh, well, they
1: do now. They get in one box of Wave 2 stuff, and then that's it.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, I'll I'll get the one we know out of the way first. How are you feeling about that, Optimus? Did I overhype him?
1: I want to know how many chickens were sacrificed in order to create that transformation. Because it's... Yeah, right? Well, I I don't know how you even figure out that geometry.
3: Hmm.
0: It's so It's so specific, and like and I'll say it again like it's not taking anything away from the Masterpiece movie toy but I think that that Studio Series 1 is is a better experience overall
1: I think it speaks volumes that it is a very complex transformation with a lot of flipping bits and tiny chunks on hinges but I understand what it's all doing as I'm transforming it and already know where it's going to go even with a Limited number of transformations in so far, and not not to harp too much on the thing everyone already harped on, but also it works. Like when
0: you get to the truck mode, you're not having to compromise with like, all right, this won't all tab together, so I have to pick what tabs together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and did you? So how'd you feel when you did you have a moment with that truck mode with the size of it? Because that truck mode gets tiny.
1: Yeah, that was weird. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure I own a deluxe Optimus that's this size. Yeah. yeah man that that that
0: optimus uh dr Wu is putting out like three weapon accessories for him now to like fill in the one gap uh of like all right here's his gun here's his hooks here's his battle axe it's like oh
1: i'm i think i'm actually kind of into that yeah i love that's the other thing i love about him is like the weapons are such a simple idea such a simple execution to make his like extending blades look correct
0: right yeah uh, and I think they do it better than the movie Masterpiece, because the movie Masterpiece, you have to have his wrists angled in for that to work. Uh, and it, I just don't think it looks as good. Uh, it it, feel, it looks and feels smoother on the Studio Series one. Uh, I got to dig that toy oh, yeah. back in. Like, <laughs> as, as someone
1: who's not really into movie aesthetic, I'm really impressed by the toy. Well, then uh, then tell me about
0: Megatron, because that is, that is Movie Megatron in his second most Movie Megatron alt mode, where he is definitely looking right at you uh, as he's driving
1: around. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little Armada Megatron in that regard. Yeah. Uh, no, he's a really nice figure, too.
0: Oh, like, yes! All right! I yeah. haven't heard nothing about that figure yet.
1: Oh, okay. So... I'll, I'll get I'll get my little issues with him, my little nitpicks out of the way. Here is that uh, he does have some kibble on the sides of his feet from tank mode. That on mine, just I wish they folded up a little bit more because they kind of interfere with the insides of his feet. Hmm. But that's that's about all I can really levy against him. Oh boy, like everything on him just kind of works really well. Uh, Big solid chunk parts. Uh, I will tell you, uh, he gets away with his size at Voyager because he is a lot, a lot sleeker as far as engineering goes. Like he's not like a crazy like a thousand parts are going to unfold like Optimus. It's more like a. It's more like feels like a transformation they should have figured out the first time if they had more time to actually figure out the and the the design before releasing it. Yeah, like if they had that... that. that okay. 2 year run up you'd expect on a toy rather than the oh our movie's coming out next summer okay
0: yeah like that leader toy i know some people like it and i'm not i'm not going to you know come down on you but that leader megatron from movie 2 is is a friggin meatball
1: <laughs> <He's>... i <I'm, laughs> i like that toy but it's specifically because it is so doofy and yeah like he's a goon he's just a freaking like
0: mountainous torso on legs with like a cannon attached to one shoulder and like a stick on the other and mm-hmm. uh like the fact that that toy has gotten like multiple recolors that were snapped up just blows my mind because uh, because yeah like, otherwise it was it was crab tank megatron who's fine but also was highly inaccurate in you know obvious respects right that being being a crab
1: tank with wings (laughs) no this toy figured out the one thing that makes everything kind of simple they didn't try to force the murder arm to be the turret of the tank oh nice okay so that all just kind of that all kinds of folds away uh i do like that the murder arm does have the big flip out blade which is not spring load or anything it just works so that's cool uh actually has the murder arm for whatever reason has an opposable thumb that's hinged
0: I'm so into that.
1: Yeah, I'm like, down. Yeah, it's all just right. a, it's just a cannon arm <laughs> with a giant like giant scorpion stinger on top, and then just one thumb on the side. I, that tells me that the CAD
0: model designer put a thumb on there that was then summarily ignored by everyone for what ten years and <laughs> about eight like, for Revenge
1: of the Fallen. Was it yeah. Was it eight? Yeah, yeah, second movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. sorry, I thought, I thought it came out in 2008 for some reason. That doesn't make any sense. But yeah, like, like just ignored completely, and then someone working on this figure is like, I see a thumb. That's a thumb! Hey, whoever you were! <laughs> your day has come!
1: Yeah. But no, his engineering's a lot simpler, so he's, he's a quicker transform to and from. But he comes with all the little tricks that I was hoping for. He's got his big thrusters in his back. Nice. Like, he's actually going to fly. He's got the over the... Kind of over the shoulder guns from the tank mode that are still visible. His feet split open with a little f- with the the extra like middle toe in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, ankle tilts when I didn't expect them because he's like just big beef below the waist. Oh, this is all
0: wonderful to hear. Mm-hmm. It's like his tra- his tank mode is such a a weird thing. It's like I think that the biggest mistake to make is to try to go crazy to turn him into it when yeah. it's like. All he's really doing is falling down, and his legs wrap around him. That's like a, pretty much what he does. Yeah, <laughs> and like, like you don't have to get crazy with that; just do it well. And it sounds like they do it well.
1: Mm-hmm. They oh, do it I'm well. so excited. Yeah, I wish mine pegged in a little bit better. The, t- the 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 on mine the the tank treads don't quite peg in as solidly as I'd like, but that's probably just mine. Okay. So I have that kind of luck. Uh, is, it to, yeah.
0: is it is it, like, if it's tabs and pegs, it's also, that's solvable, if if it really is necessary, if it gets, like, bad.
3: hmm
0: Oh, this also makes me, like, I don't want to go, because I'm kind of excited to not, like, look up videos about them, really, just to hear about them. But, like, hearing this about Megatron is making me also really hype for Brawl. Because, <laughs> like, Brawl does actually have to turn into a real-life
1: vehicle. I am curious how he turned out, but at the same time, I will admit... Not a big fan of movie accurate brawl. No, movie accurate
0: brawl looks weird. I think we talked about this. He looks weird as hell. Yeah, he is an ironhide, in that his movie being movie accurate makes him look like a geometric alien.
1: Like the, like like, what, like with movie ironhide, I don't know where his shoulders begin. With brawl, I don't know what his shoulders are.
0: Yeah, and 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 his his weird friggin tetrahedral head thing. Yeah. Uh, like and that's why I love him, but like you know, I, we've had the conversation. Like I can't, I can't tell you you love him too. It's just like that's that's what I want. But like, because that brawl robot mode looks so good and the tank looks so good, and it sounds like Megatron's doing that wave two thing I was hoping of, where it's like, yeah, we iterated on how good wave one was. It's like hype. Man, I'm hype. Those those studio series voyagers, even that, even that that Ironhide. I'm chomping at the bit. Uh, and i like, I heard that the, p has been going on and on about how good the jazz is, uh, this series, man, uh, with Megatron, I was going to ask, like, are you, are you at all, is he, is he stoking your fire a little bit as far as like looking at some of, some more of the deluxes or are you,
1: mm, I don't know. Like I got burned on wave one deluxe, uh, jazz, if jazz is good, I might pick him up because jazz is one of those that. He really needs a better deluxe, and but... you can you can just get that Megatron to rip him in half if he's not. Yeah, good. it's like yeah, it's like please tell me his waist is just mushroom pegged on. I I am... just slide that off. Oh, I'm so tempted to
0: look up a spoiler. I don't. I want to. <laughs> I want to <laughs> mess with that toy in hand first. Uh, I, I mean, I bet you could because P.L. has got a video up for it now. You could probably just have a boo through that. Yeah, uh...
1: it is make it is making me consider the Starscream because I know it's just the deluxe scream upscale. at least least in spirit it sounds like but that was a good starscream so yeah
0: and and it's upscaled with enhancements that are all the things that were missing from that starscream uh you know little things like like fill-ins and whatnot like it's a oh that starscream feels so good uh like what you were saying about optimus like applies to that starscream Hmm. uh stuff is happening and it's like you just you know where everything goes and it all has a spot to tab in and it's just so pleasant like the toy is your friend it's not your enemy uh i saw i saw a cool like tweet thread about that um about how like that starscream is like a a textbook example of like we're doing a lot of work so you don't have to and the toy is literally doing its best to help you figure it out uh through like tabs and slot placement and everything uh the only thing about the toy that doesn't help you is the instructions cuz they still suck, but as you do. Uh any other stuff about Megatron that we should know or sounds like you're just you're sounds like you're happy with them. Yeah, I'm I'm surprisingly happy with them. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just hyped now for that wave too. I'm really hoping that uh EB Games gets them in again cuz I I got that platinum. I got that 10% off. That's savings enough for me to 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 impulse on the Studio Series guys. Uh, also, I'll throw in here because I meant to say this before. We we were talking about Aaron talked about it too about about Wave One is Always specifically Bumblebee. I just want to throw out there. I think that if we're going to talk about the disappointing deluxe of Wave One, uh, I'm not denying Bumblebee has his faults. But we all got to stop letting Crowbar off the hook. Uh, Crowbar is a, is a jangly little mess, and that that toy betrayed me. Uh, I don't I don't like that Crowbar is not getting criticized harder. I think I think everyone should turn on him a little bit.
2: I just uh, avoided that by not buying Crowbar.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess there's also that whole thing where a lot of people don't talk about because they just skipped them, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and you probably guess, should. Yeah. Guess what? Everyone else did. Well, all right. I'll just be over here in Camp Dreads, the one and only person who cared enough to, to dislike a toy. What a mess. <laughs> what a terrible situation I put myself in. Uh, that does it for on-topic what we got this week, I believe. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go off-topic. Uh, Aaron, this is your chance to
2: shine. Uh what did you do? I bought an Eagle Moss ship. Oh, who? Eagle Moss, it, um they are making or have been for quite a while uh making um um Star Trek ships. Ooh. So, uh was at um um ThinkGeek cuz there is a ThinkGeek um store in our mall. And we were just kind of going through looking at stuff. And then I saw that they had all of the uh, Eagle Moss, um, basically like all the hero ships, along with uh, a bird of prey and a Romulan warbird. And I saw what is my favorite hero ship, also known as Benjamin Sisko's (laughs) pimp hand, the USS Defiant. Oh, boy. I watched SF Debris, too. Yeah. I don't, um, but
0: I love the define anyway. So I, it oh. was
2: like a twenty. I think it was like twenty four, twenty five dollar purchase, and it's pretty good. Um, like a little bit more. If there had been a little bit more, um, like fine work, it could it could use with a very light wash to give it a little bit more depth in it. But it has uh, like the Aztecing look where there's a couple of different colors of panels. You could uh, always do the wash yourself. Yeah, really I, I I could. Um, but then it also comes with, like, a uh, a, a a booklet that's, like, an eight-page book, I think, that has, like, shows some of their design docs uh, of how it came about. And, you know, on Deep Space, it talks about part of it was, like, in Deep Space Nine, they knew they wanted to start with the Nibinian and, and talk about war. But there's only so much that you can do with the space station. And so, like, what are you going to do... Um, you know is everybody going to be coming to you no we need to be able to go out to them so then we want to make a ship and then um they had like a bunch of various iterative designs that kind of became the um from playing star trek online that's like the sister ships to the defiant Mm -hmm. or the sister classes where it's like it's it's the same thing but you have all the different like Options you can have the nacelles look like they do on the Defiant, or kind of pointy forward, or kind of a little bit more sleek, and stuff like that. And it was originally going to be like a four-person um, Maki fighter. Was like the first kind of iteration of it. And they're like, no, that's not a Maki thing. We need we need that for Deep Space Nine and the Valiant that then became the Defiant.
0: I had to, I had two little things to throw in here. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one, uh, it's perfectly fine to watch uh, SF Debris, and it is in fact my fault for not making the time to, but that's because I don't manage my time very well. And number two, this is the most important thing, if they made a Defiant model where I could push a button and it would make the gun noises that it only made in its first appearance that they then dialed back,
2: I would probably buy that thing. I'm trying to think. I know that Diamond Select made a series of them. It that needs to had be. had lights and sounds in it. It
0: needs to be the debut sounds, though,
2: and I'm pretty sure
0: if someone was going to be all, like, we're going to be accurate. Yeah, because the debut sounds stick with me to this day. I mean, granted, I didn't watch Deep Space Nine until a few years ago, but when it came out and then they used, like, they basically had – it was, like, auto cannons, but, like, phaser auto cannons. Mm -hmm. And when it first opened fire in its debut and, like, it sounded like thunder, (laughs) but, like, lasers – I was so won over. And then I noticed that, like, afterwards, it just, it just went back to, like, the usual, like, pshoo, pshoo kind of noises. And I read mm-hmm. about it, and they were like, they, they, I think it was like, it was considered a little too much for Star Trek for it to have, like, thunder guns. And if there's one thing I could change about Deep Space Nine, it would be to get someone to not make that incorrect decision. Yeah. Uh, cause it was, that, that is what makes Deep Space Nine stick out so much to me, like, amongst everything else, like, all the ways it changed the landscape. And one of those things was when they were like, all right, We are going to unveil the first Federation ship just made to kill. And then it's guns were like, like doom guns,
2: man. So then the other thing that this spun me off on and I've not pulled the trigger on yet, but I've been thinking about it again, talking Star Trek online. um, So they actually finally got a deal settled down um with a company to 3d print ships so if you go into the podcast list text thing mm-hmm. um i found the news story where starting as low as 20 dollars, you can get a four inch copy which is about the eagle moss scale printed of your ship in star trek online that's
0: friggin' cool there was a some talk about this with one of the superhero MMOs. I I don't think yeah. it was City of Heroes. It might have been so the Champions. There. Were,
2: so yeah. So initially they had attempted this with the people that were making them for for Champions, and just the technology. Like you're even getting a larger scale thing, it doesn't quite line up with Star Trek ships, and it caused a few problems. And then bad stuff happened, and it fell through. And then apparently they had to hunt down to another company. That's uh, I think it's Gameprint. Um, Based off of those, those images, but they Mm -hmm. make like a four inch scale, a seven inch scale and a 12 inch scale. And I've been seriously thinking about to go now with, with um, Ben Cisco's pimp hand over here, uh, getting my ship printed out and then having like a couple of cool displays from my desk at work. It's Just like so you're... that someone can go, I recognize that, but what's that? And I can go, well, in this that's, game I play online. That's Ben Sisko's <laughs> best you. friend. That is his yeah.
0: best friend who he looks up to, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Like, you know, expensive, but that's custom 3D printing yeah. with potential hand painting. Yeah. That's well, the like the
2: lowest end is like twenty dollars to, oh, yeah, to yeah. like match your your ship and at a four inch scale. I mean, that's still pretty big. Getting up into like the 12 inch size that's that's real honking big and so yeah like three hundred dollars that makes sense as i scroll down plastic
0: and it looks like they also will like for another couple hundred bucks like paint it up for you but like that's detailed paint work that they would be doing for you yeah. that's really cool as an option like if you're just not able to right uh it's really cool they offer that but
2: was was pretty neat seeing those and then like i said getting getting antsy that I'd love to love to just have the dumb money to throw at that
0: hey could you if i forget to post that link in the thread when it goes up
2: yeah remind cool. me and i'll remind you to get that link all it's right there. listener
0: if you could remind me to remind aaron
2: yeah you just, send, put... just send me a, a message on oh no anywhere. you can't do that it's got
0: <laughs> it's got to go through a few channels first you got to contact tj yeah and then tj will be like why mm-hmm. are you talking to me You're supposed tj to talk to, will direct to you to
2: my facebook feed from there mm-hmm. you can find my twitter handle well from there you can find aaron's entire twitter because your,
0: your your twitter cross posts yeah and uh sometimes i'm like i don't know if aaron's actually seeing all the facebook side comments but then i see you reply to them and, yeah and i don't know why i keep like sitting there like like having thoughts about other people's facebook feeds and whether they're reading them or not because it's not really my business but yeah that's that's just me um well tj did you do anything off topic this week
1: well since uh since my walmart was basically throwing them at out the door at probably less than they paid for them i picked up a bit of a whack of lego dimension stuff
0: god you're right Mm. i keep
1: forgetting that stuff's getting toys to life and that's lego brick that's pretty interesting Mm mm-hmm so they had this interesting wall of just all of the, the level packs and character packs and the like individuals and two pack, three pack, four packs. Well, they went nuts. Mm-hmm. And I was left in this position where it's like all of these things have like different prices because they came out at different times. So the older it was, the cheaper it was. So it was like some two packs were two bucks and some that were nine bucks. Which was weird because the four packs were like seven bucks.
2: Yeah, we we saw some of those odd sales. we am like, do we get it just for the brick or no, no? no.
0: Do you know how huh. how valuable it was to talk myself out of that idea of get it for the brick?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, but they, you know, like they also had the, like the full game and everything for like twenty bucks. Nice. You know what? Fine. Uh, I will try this out. You know, and when the first level of the game is like literally Batman wild style and Gandalf in the Wizard of Oz you know what i can see how this would have been a lot of fun i'm happy to have not paid a fortune for this experience yeah but this yeah. this is this I, is going to be fun to kind of go back and
2: pluck things i may from. have paid too much for that when it came out Ooh. Aaron, you
0: you helped out a brand and franchise that you love and I know yeah. there are people out there who get very happy about doing that for, you know, whatever reason. Yeah. So, well, part
2: of it was I did it for one of the, like, 24-hour Extra Life things, and that was going to be a thing that I did while I, I, I played. And then it just became way too much of a hassle of it really wanting you to change the location of where parts go during gameplay. And I was deep into the – I just kind of want to lean back into this, like, comfortable chair – and yeah. not have to do anything but hold a controller right in front of me.
1: Yeah, I will admit, like of the sets I got, most of them I just looked up the instructions online and pre-built the main mode I wanted and mm-hmm. just leave them that way. The game that, can, the game does not know what form that the bottle is in at the time, right? And also that that game's like way of presenting instructions. I
0: remember seeing a stream of it, and it was like that was probably the worst part of that game, where it's like yeah. here's a PDF. Yeah. It's like your game. You could be showing like, me this, and, and it was a lot of
2: like, wait for you to build it, and of like, after a bit, I was just like, yeah, okay, burp, here I built it. No, wait yeah, it for like, this, pa- wait for this one, wait for this one. It's like, no, just yeah, go, just go, just, just, just go,
1: go, just go, just go. You're in the middle of the game. You're in the flow of the actual gameplay, and it's like, stop everything. Mm-hmm. We're building a Batmobile. It's Like, hey. Let's build some Lego. And it's like, I, all right, you know what?
0: I built it. I'm Honestly, I built it. Here's the disc. Just slap it down. All right, there, I built it for real. You can't prove I didn't. <laughs> um, I watched the story mode of that game when it came out because I wanted to know if they got really into all the different franchises
1: colliding. Uh, and they super did uh it's like it's like a better ready player one (laughs)
3: yeah
1: but yeah but that's kind of what made me interested in it because like i had i didn't know just how out there they went like that there's a full level for the goonies yep and Mm -hmm. there's there's little two packs for a team and knight rider and like why because why did you go buy the license just for this one little
2: two pack of some of those I, i wonder if they actually had to buy a license if it if was just, it's just like, like, "Hey, we'll put your your old franchise on our toys." It's Lego, right? And they're just like, "Really, Lego like, money? Like five dollars and a handshake? We're cool, 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 cool." Yeah, but also, some are like some are like ET, which had to cost money. Well,
0: not not just the licenses, but that like some of them, their appearances in those games, they actually got like relevant actors to come in to record like a handful of lines. Like uh, you know, they got they got glados lady to be glados they got pierre capaldi to do uh that doctor who um and obviously that all comes with part of like playing a franchise character i guess but like it's not cheap to to get like you know for legos games where they could easily and follow a precedent doing so just use voice clips yeah Um, like that's
1: what mm -hmm. they did with the ghostbusters level pack it's just it's just voiceover clips from the movie yeah but no, that's been, it's, it's been a fun little experience, and since everything is, like, dirt cheap now, it's going to be fun to just kind of go back and pluck a few more here and there from time to time. Like, did did you see the tweet going around of the Toys R Us that's entirely
0: cleared out except for the part where there are still, like, 70% off Ness's uh, Amiibos?
2: Yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> like, there's, there's one that was, like, just Ness's and another one that was just Ryu's. Yep, just Amiibos, it turns out, are the final
0: things in, at Toys R Us. Uh, potentially they are breeding with themselves and will never actually go away. And toys to life
2: that actually is kind of over now. Like it's yeah. still there, it's, but it's also you say
1: that you say, yeah. say
2: that. Yeah. Did you see you see Nintendo's uh, outing? I did.
0: Uh, Nintendo are the ones where it's. I feel I, I, okay. I guess I should say toys to life as a like fad that everyone is getting into feels like it's kind of moved into its closing stages and now you've got like you know you've got the people who are sticking with it getting kooky with it with like what was it that Star Fox thing
1: it's starlink yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah like the the gimmick is the pre-order ship is the r-wing and you get like you get fox and i didn't actually see the video of that yet i just saw the pre-order page and i saw the hardware that you're getting and i was like this reminds me of that game that was making the rounds where it was like robots with modular limb and accessory components where the game knew how you built the robot together, and it would represent that in the game. I forgot what it was called. Um, but I remember that they were saying that they're going to have like a, a beta period, and I signed up for it. I never heard anything again. Uh, but it was such a cool idea, and that tech, I wonder if that tech is the tech that Starlink is using. Because it looked super familiar. Um, so yeah, like I want Toys for Life to continue. I just want it to continue where it's just the really kooky innovators that are continuing
1: it. Yeah. I think Star. I think Starling's got a good, a good idea. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's multi-platform. It's just Star Fox is only on the Switch, but putting Star Fox in there adds so much. Uh, just it's just like so much credibility to the concept. Well, it mm-hmm. also
0: means that there's going to now be a sizable R-wing toy, whereas before there was oh just the God, little, yeah. the dinky thing that came with one of those Jack-specific figures, right?
1: Yeah, like. I, I don't know why it's taking so long for someone to produce uh, any kind of R-Wing, and it's not Nintendo or any of their their, uh, their vendors doing it. I mean, th-
0: the f- there's liberties taken with it from what I saw, like, to make
1: it not oh, look yeah. like a, an assortment of polygons, but... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that... I, I remember seeing an E3 where they gave one to Miyamoto and just lit up. So <laughs> happy.
0: Also, the whole thing of, like, if it was that was, that was uh, Ubisoft, right? Uh, on their stage thing like the thing where they're they're just kind of getting the nintendo guys to show up now and <laughs> just do stuff outside of nintendo direct it's i, I think it's kind of cool um also throw in there my one e3 disappointment that then was made sense to me immediately i was like how did this e3 go by with no new mortal combat and then i saw someone point out evo is also soon and evo is more of a place to announce stuff like fighting game stuff and i was like all right all right and then I I I went YouTube diving and I saw Ed Boon made a statement where he was like, "Oh, we're kind of breaking out of our cycle of doing a definite game every single two years." And I was like, "Oh man. Okay, that's good. That means whatever you're doing is going to have more work put into it. But also, I want to see some I'm in the I'm in that mood now. It's the cycle has come around for me. I'm like, "I want to see what kind of dumbass teenager brain stuff you did for fatalities." It's uh it's it's the happy kind of gross nostalgia for me. But um Oh, and one other thing to say, TJ, I found some of those little working arcade cabinets. Ooh. I found yeah. three of them. I almost bought them, and then I said, how much are these? And they said, they're 25 each. And I was like, I don't $75 love these. Uh, <laughs> so I put them back. But I could turn them on to see the demo running, and holy crap, that was nice looking.
1: Yeah. It's like, I don't know how they made it such a nice quality of such tiny size, but I want them. I want a whole range of those. I want more.
0: Yeah, I saw, like, Space Invader, uh, Galaxian, and Miss Pac-Man, and I gotta believe that the fact that they're 25 bucks that has to, a lot of that has to be the screen, because, like, you know, I'm not saying screens are, like, super expensive, but, like, that was yeah. a nice-looking little screen, and there were bigger cabinet gimmick things uh, on the same shelf that were, like, twice the size, and they were, like, game-and-watch games, as far yeah. as other screens worked.
1: Yeah, it's just the old-school okay. LCD. yeah. Uh, The only thing about these
0: little ca- cabinets that, that is, like, super should just be mixed is the part where they try to imply you could ever
1: use one as a keychain. <laughs> well, that's just what the company does. Like, everything they do is, like, a working miniature version that is hooked on a keychain. Like, they make, like, tiny little Etch-A-Sketches that still work, but they have a keyring.
0: I mean, yeah, but those are also, like, a rectangular plate, and, like, you know, keychains are sometimes like that. But this is, like, a small arcade cabinet with buttons and a screen. Also, it can <laughs> hang off your keys. And I was just like, nah, this is, you're starting to ask me too much
1: here. This is. <laughs> there's part of me that wonders if that might be a licensing thing, the same way Funko has to make uh, any, like, any Marvel characters or whatever bobbleheads. Oh, way you know that. Not a competition. Yeah.
0: That's probably it. Yeah, it's probably, like, super specific license stuff. Um, but, but it was really cool to see those in person and like, you know, you, you don't have to buy one to, to at least like see how cool the screen looks. So, you know, if you're out there, like I found them at Walmart electronics section, basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I just saw some at Walmart too.
0: Yeah. I, I would heartily recommend go and try to find one of those to at least like see the demo on it run. Yeah. Uh, it's super cool. Like I uh, will say, f- okay, keep on. I was going to say, like, the even the fidelity of the sound and the way the screen glows, I was like, yeah, if I had, like, a little set and I put, like, three or four of these on there and l- turned all the lights down and got, like, a really dim neon light above it, then turned all these on to light it and have the ambient noise of all these games running, it would be so
1: freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I would say is if you find them and you dig them in person, uh, stop, go to Amazon, you can generally find them a good bit cheaper there
0: okay yeah i gotta i gotta expect that too because
1: <laughs> yeah 25 i mean 25
0: canadian admittedly but like it was just high enough where i was like you know if these were 18 bucks i would probably buy two of them but as it is like i don't want to just have one and i don't want to spend 50 to 75 bucks and i almost don't want to spend 25 on one so i was like Yeah, i'll leave it um but I, I also got some off-topic stuff uh to talk about which is that uh Aaron, you know how i always talked about how all my childhood lego was in like two and a half bins and it was all unsorted yeah so when i was at the uh the capital city comic-con i talked to the cherry bomb toys guys who often get you know they often receive lego in that state and they have a team of dudes uh who are pretty cool uh dudes who sort through the lego and put everything back together and then uh b who runs cherry bomb had mentioned hey we could do that with your lego if you want and then like You know, we can just keep whatever you don't want. And I was like, yeah, I just want a couple sets out of this. So when I was there uh, the other week, I brought over all all the bins uh, along with all the packaging that I had, including the Black Knight Castle. And I was like, yeah, I just want the Black Knight Castle. I want whatever the pirate ship is in here and any Blacktron stuff. And then you guys can, uh, like, we'll figure out something that gives you guys the rest of it. Uh, Because I think there was actually, like, an Emtron ship in there, it turned out. Anyway, those guys are miracle workers. Uh, Turns out I had three Blacktron sets in there. Uh one of them was tiny, and they reassembled all of them except for one, which uh was, like while I was there, they reassembled all but one. And they were working on the last one, which my mom will just grab off of them at some point. Uh it's like, like little...
2: reassembled as in put all the pieces together or reassembled as in and built it for you?
0: Uh as in and built it for me, and also as in if pieces weren't there, they ordered in the pieces to fill in the gaps. Okay. Um Apparently my Black Knight castle was literally only missing like one of the little white crests that go on top of the knight helmets oh um, wow so that's the only thing they had to add into there but yeah i had the i had the black knight castle all built for me um also it wasn't a pirate ship it was the imperial flagship whatever that is uh with like it has like two big sails on it um and then uh this blacktron little four-legged walker is the thing i didn't see finished while i was there but there was also like a blacktron little spaceship and then like a tiny little blacktron like one man piloted thing uh mm-hmm. And it was really cool to see all of it put back together. And there's no way I ever could have done it myself. I don't think. Um, also, apparently, I didn't have the instructions for the Black Knight Castle, so they had to look that up. But uh, yeah, I sold them the rest of the Lego, and uh, you know, we worked together. We worked out a thing, which which meant I took home the sets I wanted. I also traded them Lego and a, and a whole bunch of Star Wars figures, and got me a carded, unpunched, card, uh, black and green cycle uh, sealed. Uh, just a very yellow bubble because that's just how Gobot bubbles are. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also told me that apparently the Black Knight Castle is considered to still be the greatest castle Lego ever made. Uh, and apparently the Fortrex had a a numerical code hidden on it somewhere that like was the numerical code of the Black Knight Castle, which I didn't know. Uh. And I also didn't know the Black Knight Castle was considered the pinnacle castle, so I felt super cool about still having it. Cause I, I always liked the Black Knight Castle the most because it's a castle that has four sides. And, like, if there's one thing about LEGO play sets that is, like, my one little thing about them out of the box is a lot of them are kind of three-sided.
2: Yeah, um, because you play from the fourth side.
0: Yeah, well the yeah. Black Knight Castle is just like no, there's four sides to this castle and everything works. There's a there's a dungeon inside of it. Uh and all four sides have stuff going on. There's a working yeah, that drawbridge. Was
2: the one with the, like the big ugly ramp piece. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Um they also were super
0: nice and they were like, "Hey, all the horse flesh and unused stuff is inside the jail cell in the inside the the base piece so i just wanted to give the shout out and also say like i have some old lego and it's really cool and they told me how much the black knight castle is worth and i was like holy wow i'm gonna go put that in a detolf um so that's my lego story uh Aaron, there's one last thing i want to talk to you about mm-hmm.
2: what did me and
0: twitter.com slash random underscore factor do to you
2: um so I I like kind of told you that in confidence it was a personal weakness but okay. Uh, uh
0: you, you, I mean
2: if no, you don't I'm, if you don't I'm, want to I'm I'm joshing. I don't I don't that. want to expose um, that we, no, we were able so, to to so you. So as part of the talk but... of like hey stuff to to do at TFCon and you're continuing to talk about uh Magic the Gathering and uh all of that fun I ended up um getting interested in potentially picking up some commander stuff for myself. So I walked over to the uh, friendly local uh, game shop that is literally two blocks from me and uh, said, like, hey, you guys got any commander stuff? And they looked around for a little bit and they're like, no, actually, actually, we don't have any commander pre-con stuff. Um, wow, how do we not have any pre- commander pre-con stuff? Well, here, I mean, we can, like, find you deck lists and, and pull you out a bunch of singles. I'm like, eh. I'd rather probably go the pre-con route just because that's like already going to be ready to work and a lot less expensive and they're like yeah, yeah it's true you should probably just like go to walmart or something to get a thing we're gonna order more now just put it on a list it's like okay fine right after you told me to go somewhere else to buy it you're gonna order uh, in right and <laughs> uh so i ended up um going to uh, a game store that's on the other side of town that is like if I drive just the tiniest bit out of my way to get home from work I can end up there and uh, so I ended up popping my head in there and like front and center they had the uh, Commander Anthology Volume 2 Ooh. that has some uh, apparently very highly sought after decks that tracks that buying up, it, baby buying it as the original releases is about a five hundred dollar expense, I guess proliferate. Um, and so like this, instead it was uh, a little over a hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, but that's four hundred card decks and a bunch of other stuff to go with it. And then there was talk about splitting that with other people up in uh up in Canada land. So I figured worst case scenario, I'll uh get uh some of that back in canadian money that i can then turn around and spend again on robot toys so uh yeah
0: i uh want to be fair i left out someone i believe prime guy also had quite an even hand in, yes. in pushing you over the cliff um i would actually say he had the. Mo- i think it was like me and and twitter.com slash random underscore factor kind of started the train and i think that prime guy was kind of like the one who uh who who grabbed the ball out of the air and slammed the dunk into the yeah. into the,
2: the hoop. So now I'm thinking, like, I probably want to go back and buy a bunch of sleeves because this is a bit of an investment, if nothing else, and I want to make sure that this stuff doesn't get chewed up. Oh, you don't like want to play with those cards too. naked.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will
2: say, Commander
0: Anthology 2, the nice surprise is it's got the same print quality as Battle Bond, so the cards just feel really good to me. Okay. Um, but those foils uh, will not... Sur- they, they're going to start bending themselves... Uh, yeah. Due to coming in contact with oxygen. Yeah, because they're um, foils.
1: Yeah, yeah, That I remember that happened to all of my Pokemon cards. They still haven't
0: solved that. Uh, so my recommendation, Aaron, is you go grab, they sell them in 100 packs. The whole, 100 packs are actually the newest formula for them, so it's, it's the best version. They're called Ultra Pro Eclipse sleeves, and the eclipse part is very important. Other Ultra Pro sleeves kind of suck, but the Eclipses are some of the best feeling ones on the market. Okay. Uh and they're and they're just they're quite solid. And if you want to be super cool, right? Double sleeve. You, yeah, you get some KMC perfect fits as well. Uh and then double sleeve all those. Have fun double sleeve. I like doing it. I've done it. I actually did it for the whole Commander Anthology too, because maybe when I was in BC I picked one up. But when you double sleeve them, there's a whole lot of excess air that you eventually want to start squeezing out. And you want to squeeze it out in a way where you're not squeezing the cards back out of the sleeves. And basically, it's it's relaxing in a way, but also it's... So, it's, like, if uh, I buy
2: 400 of these, each of these things and just, like, drop them on you Wednesday when I get in <laughs> up in Toronto, I can be like, yeah, you'll have that done Thursday afternoon?
0: Well, I mean, I'll sit down with you and I'll go through one deck with you to show you how to do it before you take over. Because, you know, okay. a, a fella's got to double sleeve his own commander pre-cons. I mean, that's the old saying. Uh but yeah, I, you don't actually have to double sleeve. It's I, A lot of people have said, like, why are you double sleeving commander decks, you lunatic? Uh, but I figured out how to mass shuffle double sleeve commander decks. I guess my hands are just powerful. Because uh, a double sleeve commander deck
2: is also towering because, like, they get very thick. Yeah. And it's 100 yeah, cards. Yeah, because you've got, like... Four slices of plastic for every slice of cardboard. Yeah.
0: Oh, but it's so satisfying when you get it done and you do your first couple mash shuffles and you're like, these cards are waterproofed and indestructible. Uh,
1: The the way you're describing it, I'm just imagining Shaggy and Scooby putting a sandwich together. It's like, okay, so you have this, the,
0: the perfect fit is a clear, very tight hugging sleeve. You put it top down over, like you go from the top down on the card, right? So that the slit's on the bottom. And you take that and slide that down into the larger sleeve so that now the top slit reveals the covered side, you know, by the perfect fit. So you've basically covered both sides. But then you got air inside there, so you have to, like, pinch it at the top to hold the card in, then run your fingers across it to get some of the air out. Or you can just stack them like little balloons, and then once you get the stack that's high enough, you hold everything together and then just press down on it for a little bit uh, to get all the air out. Oh, it's so, so satisfying. It's like squeezing the juice out of a, out of a freshly sliced human leg. Um, anyway, welcome, Aaron. Welcome to the good life.
2: I was going to say, in the process of that, you're inviting me in as if I've never been here before, and I did find my 2011 commander deck.
0: (laughs) I know, I just love doing this thing where I keep going, like, Aaron, you finally joined us, when I'm the one who got into it about two months ago.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking about taking some of these commander decks and looking where, like, my OG dual lands and the like might, you know, pop these a bit more than what they print now. Do you have OG dual lands? Yes, I have OG dual lands. We've talked about this before. Oh yeah, we did. I forgot. I have tundras and I have bayous and I have uh, um, tropical island. I think yep. I have four or five of them. Around. That is
0: the the one thing that is very easy to upgrade on any because all the the commander precons include kind of junky dual lands that come into play tapped. Uh, Mm -hmm. if they come, if there's a way for them to come into play, not tapped, they're fine. But if they can only come into play tapped, those are the first ones to swap in proper dual lands, right? Uh, this is whatever color matches, and then if you want to get crazy, you go track down the shock lands to be the next level you swap in. And if you want to be super nuts and you want to play high level, you go get the fetch lands so you can fetch for your dual land OGs and your mm-hmm. shock lands. And, oh, then the, the train starts moving, and you spent $250 literally on 20 land cards. Yeah. And uh, some people feel bad about that. Personally, I think that sounds like a really good time, except I don't want to spend $250, so, you know, whatever. Um. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 That's actually what I did today is I went and got on my way home. I grabbed some more uh, perfect fits for my remaining unsleeved pre-cons. And uh, that's what I'm going to be doing while I cut together some podcasts later tonight. <sighs> Sleeving some commander decks. TJ, welcome to the show. Welcome to uh, uh, d- MTG at TFW. Uh, oh, boy.
1: Is you, did you 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 played Pokemon, the TCG? Uh, I did magic and got out of that, went into Pokemon, got out of that, went into Yu-Gi-Oh, never really got back into cards after that. So this is the thing I noticed. Most everyone who's playing cards everywhere I've went so
0: far, when they have touchstones of like other games they played, it's almost always Yu-Gi-Oh and then maybe a few Pokemon ones. Uh, As far as, like, you know, joking about the other franchises. And I feel so left out because my other card games were the revised edition, fourth edition era cash-ins. So for me, it's not... I never played Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! I have a bunch of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the collectible card game. Uh, (laughs) Wing Commander, the collectible card game. Uh, I actually brought home my two starter decks of Mayhem, which is this, like, borderline racist uh japanese animation card game where it's just a bunch of screen caps that were all under the same licensor and like the fonts and colors on the cards are nauseating uh <laughs> you know imagine comic sans mixed with papyrus and that's like the font they used oh, no and like oh, the co- why the bat- to oh. colors. to imagine it it's like yellow on pink and green on brown, and it's
1: and there's no shadowing on some of the font, and it's like, oh, it's so good, it's because it's so terrible. Uh, uh, no, no, like I, me and my, no, me and my friend Justin played Pokemon, uh, just about every day during lunch in high school, so that was a big thing for me. A uh, few friends after that got me into Yu Gi Oh, which I've still got a couple decks from that. Just because there were I,
0: uh, oh, good, good.
1: Uh, but no, the weird ones. Like I remember, Justin tried to get me into the Star Trek TCG. Oh yeah, Star. I have that too. I tried to get into that. I
0: I tried to get into it for months. Was buying up cards as a kid. I was getting all into it, putting all my magic money into it. Tried to play it exactly once.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I, I just I wasn't into that game. The the only time I ever got even the slightest hint of interest in it was when they told me no, they make plastic, they clear plastic cards that turn any
2: other character into a board card.
1: I didn't, I got out before they that even was had cool. those. That, that's that, a really cool idea. you sounds awesome. going yeah,
2: That was, that was, uh, I was out before that too. Yeah. So. Cause
0: I, I remember that you had to build like a map of star systems to travel down. And then mm-hmm. when I realized that I'm supposed to be collecting good star systems to travel down and then collecting good ships and collecting good crew to put into the ships, uh, it got way too deep for a 10 year old. Uh, But the laying cards down thing, there's another really good Wizards game, uh, which didn't really make it, I think, because there were a lot of printing problems. It was called Hecatomb uh, with, like, hexagonal cards that were all clear plastic with bits revealed in between so that when you have creatures, you could merge creatures together. And then whatever stats show through the gaps in the cards are the stats of the merged creature. Uh, Super neat. Um, I was going to say the other games I, I found was uh there's Rage, the uh based on the the Vampire the Masquerade style RPG that White Wolf was doing. They did one based on their werewolf stuff. Mm-hmm. Um with flip cards before Magic did flip cards and uh Oh yeah, just lo-
1: lovely stuff. I re- I remember my Walmart after like when Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! were all like huge, after it, start, after it started to die down, it was really just the hardcore players left playing, it was, we have so many of these junk TCGs that nobody bought left over, like, here's literally a white cardboard box, and it would just print out, 20 bucks, Yu Yu Hakusho, the the trading card game, and like, I like that anime, Oh, so it's just it's twenty bucks for a cardboard box that's literally filled to the brim with booster packs they couldn't sell for the life of them.
0: That's how I bought yeah. so much Hecatomb. Uh, when Curious Comics cashed out on Hecatomb, and I genuinely liked it, I was like, "I'll buy all of it." Uh, so I just have this. I got to bring that over to Toronto. I got this. It?
2: There was there was um, one of the YouTube channel random um, CCG TCG uh, channels. There was a guy who was talking about how he spent like $300 on this random box. And it was like 12 cases of two or three different, like failed games that was in that, like early rush of everybody just putting stuff together. And there were, Yeah. Oh, uh, what was the worst of it? There was what, like, uh, oh, I want, it was something like, um, the, uh, garbage pill kids. Oh wow! But not. It was like something that was like a similar art style that was that. And he's like, I don't even want to open that. I don't want to know how. I I have no desire to to know how how that one works because I can't think of any way that it would work. And my random imaginations are going to be be better than cracking this thing open and opening all of these things, even though it's like I'd be out five dollars. <laughs> it's, it's, i'd rather i'd rather just have that in my heart i have a mortal Kombat one i got to dig out which is before
0: the mortal Kombat game that was in the more popular system that also did like tekken and street fighter mm-hmm. and it had just the most gaudy card backs uh the art was okay it was very 90s comic book art but like the backings were like because it was mortal Kombat. it was like the mortal Kombat dragon symbol but all like orange and gold on black and like it was so muddy looking uh I love all those. G- I, I want to go on eBay now and like see if I can find like $5 cases of Hecatomb. I want to play more Hecatomb. Uh, but this is quite a tangent, and we should probably cap it before. I- the one other thing I was going to say is, uh, TJ, when you were mentioning getting into Yu-Gi-Oh! after Pokemon, uh, one of the real big touchstones where I knew that I just had a different card childhood was a, a whole lot of people, as a joke, can do like that Yu-Gi-Oh! flourish motion. When you, like, pull a card off the top of the deck and, like, hold it up and put it down. Right. Uh, And, like, I know what it looks like, but, like, whenever I see people do it, I always have this moment where I'm like, what are they doing? And then a bunch of people are laughing. I'm like, oh, right, it's the Yu-Gi-Oh! thing. Because I never watched Yu-Gi-Oh! either. Uh, And Yu-Gi-Oh! just seems like a huge
1: touchstone for a lot of people. Like, it it sounds like Yu-Gi-Oh! was thriving for a good long time. And it's not like it's dead, but... It was. Like, they're still making animes. They're they're just not nearly as... uh... They're not nearly as high profile as they used to be, because they used to be like the kids WB show, you know, when Pokemons wasn't getting watched as much. Now Yu-Gi-Oh! was the big thing, and everyone had to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. And I, I will also say right here, yes, dear listener, the one who
0: knows way more about this than any of us do, who are, who is ripping their hair out, going like, "You numbskulls, it's this and this. What are you talking about? You're you're right. <laughs> 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 this this is what we call um, I, layman's nostalgia recollection, where we're getting all kinds of stuff, probably hideously incorrect. Uh, but at the end of the day. Um if anyone wants to play some Anna Mayhem with me, just let me know. Uh anyway, I'm gonna cap it I'm gonna cap it there. That's uh that's been uh, that's been an episode. That's been an episode, holy crap. Uh so thank you, Aaron and TJ, for joining me and thank you all for Mayhem. listening. Yeah. Uh we'll be back with some more Transformers talk in a bit. Uh San Diego Comic Con will hopefully be fruitful as far as giving us a whole bunch of new things to talk about. But if not, uh we also have our little stack of listener questions. And, uh, you know, it would be cool if we could burn through that before TFCon so I don't have to foist that off on whoever it is that we might be sitting near uh, that weekend. But we'll see. Uh, either way, um, enjoy your toys, read some good books, uh, transform some good robots into cool-looking things, and above all, please stay safe. Uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> add all that up i
3: don't know what the f- it means but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay